Welcome back, film fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me to my left, as always... Always on the left. Drew Douglas. There's a theme going on here, but we're switching it up this time because we have an epic crossover podcast with this spring food mo man I, my voice just cracked there here i'm trying i've been trying for the longest time with my allergies to get that high and i just got that high and i cracked i thought you were just gonna say i've been waiting to get through puberty <laughs> <laughs> that too so we're joined by the spring food mo podcast guys we've got andy carr in front yeah. of me we've got Dan Howell, yeah, to my right. <laughs> we have a lot of coffee and water in front of us because this is going to be an epic event, longer than Endgame. By the time <laughs> we're finished, we're I'm better se- too. I'm serious. <laughs> so we're not just recording our podcast for Quality Check Podcast. We are going to record a Spring Food Mo podcast episode as well. Right after this, each episode is going at least three hours long. No, oh, yeah, this is like Easy. the Infinity War saga. We're so excited to be doing this. We're so so excited to have you guys up here in our studio in the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. Yeah, that's never, a thrill. Never been here. Uh, you know, whenever I was, was walking journey. in, I'm afraid of heights, and I had to hold on to the walls. Mm-hmm. And thanks for having us, even <laughs> though I've got vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to describe a little bit about your podcast and talk about what it's all about? Sure. We review restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. You might say that we are America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I would say that, yes. <laughs> we go through the <laughs> history of every place that we cover, and then we elaborately discuss the meals that we had that week. Usually, we eat there one to three times. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah we, we, we try and get our fill. We try and do our best as um, Springfield's servants springfield's uncles yes springfield's uncles as well we are we are both uncles and um consider ourselves probably the most important uncles in springfield (laughs) um the show starts very earnest we take a food very seriously and then this every show sort of slowly devolves into absurdity we do a lot of mad planned slash unplanned comedy bits that kind of thing and we have a lot of fun And yes. music. You make a lot of music for the show, oh, too. Oh, yeah. We, yes. We do do some original music and some parody songs as well. It's it's a goof. It's a really good time. They put a lot more effort into their show than we do with ours. <laughs> well, Andy certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, throw too much credit around. It was great because when I've listened to you guys, Andy's the note taker. The one who's always like writing these long paragraphs. It sounds like to prepare for this. And then Dan, you describe yourself as being the off the cuff guy, right? Um, I kind of. I think that's a good excuse that I've come up with for <laughs> my lack of preparation for a lot of episodes. Yeah. Well, I can't do it unless I have extensive notes. I feel like that's just our dynamic. I show up and I've got everything thought out, and Dan has these like cogent thoughts that can just come out of his mouth, <laughs> whereas I have to prepare extensively in order to sound even slightly coherent. You got to write it all out. Yeah. Sometimes that's 100% necessary. See, Drew and I are off the cuff most of the time. Actually, oh, no, really? Drew. No, Drew, <laughs> Drew writes. Drew, Drew prepares a lot. And a lot of times... Depend- you can't tell, though. I mean, I'm just saying it's just always really bad. <laughs> but so, I disagree. I like your show. I've listened to just about every episode. You guys are going through the Twilight Zone right now. Yeah. You were on an episode. I was. It's... Which it's, um, you can't find it anymore at this point. Evaporated. Yes. It's gone. It was snapped. Andy's episode has been retconned. If you're an old listener, you might remember the episode you turned off 45 minutes <laughs> through because these guys are just, they 
they are going to talk about Rocky for two full hours. I love that one. It's one oh, of my it was so fantastic. Fun. Yeah, it's so fun. I didn't want you guys to give me a copy of that. We've been talking about rewatching Creed two because I feel like we didn't really uh-huh. actually talk about it, and I rewatched it. Not as good. Yeah, I, it's, I'm uh, kind of afraid of that. Oh wow, I haven't have, rewatched it, but okay. I barely remember it. Whereas the first time I watched Creed, you remember? I, I remember every beat of it. It's far superior. I yeah. haven't seen Creed or Creed 2. Oh, you're missing out. I, you Whoa. know, my arms are wide open. <laughs> have you seen the other Rocky movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I think I've seen a few of them. I've seen Rocky 1, and it's obviously incredible. I watched it for the first time just a few years ago, and it is great. It's brilliant. Yeah. I, I seriously think we need to stop this recording right now, and then we'll watch Creed 1, Creed 2. <laughs> we'll come back and record. And that's it. I, I, we need to start from the beginning. Who th- there are a lot of movies I have not seen in the uh, genre that we're going to be discussing this week, and I hope we do not have to <laughs> stop. Well, you, guys, you guys got to understand, Dan's a younger man than we are. He's he's got. We were six years ahead of him in terms of time to watch all these movies. So. Yes, I am uh, a little baby boy. <laughs> wow. If this started in 2008, how old were you? Like what grade? 2008. So I was actually, I think, 16 because Jeez. my first job was at the Springfield 8 at the time. Wow. Uh, and I was there whenever Iron Man came out. Whoa. Uh, took some pretty serious offages in my drawer during uh, <laughs> Iron Man uh, because of the craziness of it. Uh, so, yeah, I do kind of have that connection to the MCU. I started working there at in March at, I think, 10,000 BC was the name of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, oh, I remember yeah. my tenure there by what was out mm-hmm. whenever I started and ended. And I was fired the night that uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull came out. Ooh, what'd you get fired for? Oh, they actually sold to a different company. I think it was like Showplex. Goodrich sold to Showplex. Okay. And I was very bad at my job. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so your I, first job? Yes. Yeah, 16. Nobody's good at their job yeah, at 16. Yeah, and I, I was just glad I didn't make it till the dark night later on that summer Ooh. because that would have been just a dark crazy. night. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes absolutely. <laughs> a series of them. Speaking of nostalgia, we're going to take a trip down memory lane for a decent amount of this podcast because for Quality Check Podcast, we are covering Endgame. That's right. We're in the Endgame. Avengers Endgame, that is. And for this, we are also going to do a deep dive into the MCU and what we think about that and how Endgame wraps this up. Thanos did exactly what he said he was going to do. He wiped out 50% of all living creatures. We lost, all of us. We lost friends, we lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. This is the fight of our lives. This is gonna work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm gonna do if it doesn't. Just a heads up, we will be diving into spoiler territory. So if you have not seen Endgame, we don't want to ruin that for you. I don't know. There's not much to spoil, really. And <laughs> <laughs> you basically, you've heard it all, I, I think. Uh, you've had all the breadcrumbs leading up to this grand finale. Let's go ahead and start 
with the synopsis of Endgame. Endgame tells the story of the Avengers picking up right after the events of Infinity War, where our Avengers are plotting how to start over and rescue what has already been lost. That was deep. Yeah, nice work. That was straight from the dome. Yeah. It was straight from the pit of... Uh, my allergy issue that I'm dealing with. <laughs> You're in a fugue state right I now. I know, I Jeez, am. It's awful. I'll be, I'll be serious, guys. I've been coughing and sneezing. And- All right, this was uh, directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, two people that Andy Carr at one point did not like. Correct. What? Correct. Come around. He's come around. You, you go to his letterbox and read his past reviews for things like The Winter Soldier, and you might get sick to your stomach. It's yeah. true. Uh, I get sick to my stomach. This duo came into the MCU with the Winter Soldier. They, they've uh, since done Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. It was written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. They are the men who did the Chronicles of Narnia movie series. They wrote that. The first Avenger, Thor, The Dark World, which I stand behind. Not bad. Andy, you stand behind. I haven't uh, seen it. Chronicles of oh, Narnia, whoa. Prince Caspian, though. That was out whenever I got fired from the movie theater. So. <laughs> ben Barnes. <laughs> uh, they also did The Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, and now Endgame. And they created and wrote for ABC's Agent Carter. Uh, anyway, it came out April 26, 2019. Rotten Tomatoes score with nearly 400 reviews counted. Endgame currently sits at 96%. Insane. Box wow. office numbers. It's on pace to earn... At least $350 million here in the U.S. when you factor around the world. This weekend alone, crossing that historic $1 billion mark in just one weekend. That's mind-blowing. Look out, Avatar. Yeah. (laughs) Tony's coming for (laughs) you. I think we're seeing something that will... Will it ever happen again, something like this? I really don't think so. We were talking about it the day we went to go see this movie. And I said, this is the largest opening I think we will see at least in the next 15 years. This week is just crazy pop culturally. You got Endgame. (laughs) You got the Battle of Winterfell just tonight. You got the 200th episode of Doughboys. (laughs) (laughs) 37th episode of Spring Food (laughs) Mode. 70th something episode of the QC, right? Um, well, more than that. I mean, we no, technically we're... got snapped out of existence when mm. we came back. <laughs> right. We're seriously on the verge of being canceled. We need you guys to really kind of kind of revive us. Give you guys that spring food mo bump. Is that, you, is that to, for real? <laughs> let, to be on, to be honest, you are our Ant Men right now. You're you're coming in, and we got to go. We got to go through the quantum realm. We just did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so with this, this is probably I think in our lifetime easily the biggest franchise movie to ever come out in my lifetime mm-hmm. the most excited i've ever been besides maybe when i was in high school the matrix reloaded oh, and then yeah. and then the third one and then possibly lord of the rings that was a huge yeah. thing when i when yeah. i was growing up but we're looking at 11 years and 22 movies with this franchise I don't so think far it can be i don't think you can top that i you know I think here in maybe five to eight years, once they once Disney has established a new trilogy or a couple sequels of X-Men movies and a couple more revamped Avengers movies and they do X-Men versus the Avengers circa like 2026, it Ooh, also yeah. might be this big. 
But yeah, I think I agree that this is probably as big as it gets. I don't know, guys. So far. I still have hope for the dark universe. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm, holding, I'm holding out oh for my that. Goodness. Do you uh, do you think DC will ever get this close? Ever? No, no. I think they kind of already blew it. It might be 20 years from now that they're able to try it again to you get all have, their heroes together. They would together. have to start completely fresh. Yeah, Marvel had such like a good start and like oh yeah. It, just the way Marvel revamped superhero movies in general, like is just it's it was a such a certain time and place that it probably can't be duplicated by DC, who has tried desperately to duplicate it. Yeah. And we had we just never seen it before. We've seen it now, so you can't recreate that. You can try to uh duplicate it with another huge MCU movie build up, but I mean, it just won't be the same thing. Marvel has tried to duplicate it on Netflix and it went very poorly. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know if you guys watched The Defenders. Never. Not great. Not good. But and I, don't I don't like think some a of the other shows, shows are but very good. Yeah. Too long. Um I we, mean that's the thing. It's just too bloated. I don't want to get us derailed on that, but I generally agree with you, though I think there's some pleasure to be had watching those. I think Daredevil fares best. And then I'm Over not a Punisher? Huge, Punisher is very good. Yeah, it's surprisingly okay. good. It's too long, though. Yeah, it is too long. That's my biggest knock, and it, it really it takes me out of it when JJ. I just sit through 13 episodes. That's my biggest knock against most of these movies, too, though, is they're too long. Oh. They're, they're, okay. They're too long. I mean, this one, I felt, had a warranted three-hour yeah, right. runtime. I mean, I but don't like think... like a two-hour, 20-minute, like, Thor Ragnarok I would just... <laughs> I would have agreed with you Too up long. until this year when I rewatched the series from beginning to end. I've now seen all of these movies at least twice, including Endgame. And I don't agree that they're too long. I could watch more of any of them pretty much. What about The Incredible Hulk? <laughs> My least favorite. I think that's the consensus least favorite, right? Not mine. It's not your least, I'm least gonna, favorite? I, I will say it's not mine either. It's not, it's not awful. It's very watchable. I rewatched it recently. I was actually very surprised at how much i liked it huh it's interesting it may be in my I'd... top five okay i'm just <laughs> a lie <laughs> <laughs> that's a good let's, let's get into some of these mcu yeah. movies because deep dive do this you have is swim trunks ready yeah i do i have a snorkel too uh we are 22 movies deep with endgame what is everybody's favorite mcu movie um For honestly what? probably endgame i first of all i should probably get into how many of these movies i've seen which is not all 22 mm -hmm. uh, or 23 now this was a 22nd ha am i the only person at this table who has not seen every single one of them yeah i mean i saw i've seen every one of these opening night okay obsessively i i've seen them all but i did not see them all on opening night the only one i missed in theaters is dr strange oh but i have whoa. since that's, caught that's up that's with a good it one to see in a couple okay. times i know i was really regret it was I was burnt out. I, that was the time I decided that I wasn't going to watch him anymore. Wow. And then I decided to rectify that. That's actually with that movie. That's when I started to feel burned out. Okay. Huh. And I had once written when I started ranking these on Letterboxd years ago that this list is ongoing and hopefully never ends. And then <laughs> I hit a point where I was like, we, we need to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of changed in recent movies with some of these. But Doctor Strange was that point. There, it's there's an interesting point in the MCU. I've always been on board, and I've always wanted to see what's happened. There's one movie, and it's a very good movie that it is so hard for me to get into because it's kind of like you have this great history, this long running track record of great things, and you have this anomaly, and that's what it was like for me. It's still a great movie, 
But we'll get into that with this list because it's a character I just can't get into, and people absolutely love this. So who's character. your favorite? Yeah, let's Daniel. What's your favorite? Yeah, yeah. My favorite is in Infinity War. Nice. Hands down, really? there's something about that movie, the way they ended up addressing everything. They really turned a lot of the things on its head with the MCU, but also superhero films. I feel like with that, we end up having a villain with Thanos that not only interjected himself into pop culture, but with the MCU, he was a game changer. And we actually have all of our heroes lose for the first mm-hmm. time in this major way that they don't just lose, but they end up, a lot of them die they're gone and they're snapped out of existence and not only do we end up having this phenomenon with the avengers and with the mcu but we end up having this revolutionary change i would say for the superhero genre and i feel like there's so much that happened in that film that it's so hard to really top that and i didn't go into endgame thinking how can we top that i mean that's kind of in the back of all of our minds i feel but at the same time i just wanted to see endgame for itself there's just so much that an Infinity War has to offer that I have to put that at the top. It's got so many characters. The Russo brothers pulled this off in such a dramatic, epic spectacle that I could rewatch that over and over and over again and never get tired. It's so rewatchable. The pacing, it's yeah. unreal how well they're able to balance so many characters, so many different tones that these movies have and blend it all into one sort of new overarching tone. We still talking uh, Infinity War. Yes. I'm talking Infinity War. I, I think there are, that movie does a better job with some of the characters than in their own movies yes. too. Like with yeah. some of the Guardians characters, I think Drax has never been better. Drax, in you're right. Endgame. Drax is great. I found him actually pretty grating in those first two movies. Oh, I totally disagree. loved him. <laughs> loved him in fin- oh, Infinity yeah. War. Is, Just it, thought he was hilarious. <laughs> well, I should. He's got this annoying laugh that I cannot stand. <laughs> oh, okay. And in the in volume two, they really just like ramp that up. Dan, what's yours? So I, I have only seen I've seen the entire phase one, Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, Captain America, the first Avenger. And then I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Enjoyed that one a lot. That was probably my favorite one prior to this. I in the lead up to this, I had already seen the Avengers and the Avengers two. So I watched Infinity War on netflix i watched black panther and that's it that's all i've seen a lot oh. of that like phase two and phase three i just miss the whole thing <laughs> he's missing the uh, build-up to this however yeah. civil war i am i i don't know what compelled me to do this but i have read about every single one of the <laughs> movies and know their plots from start to finish just based on like a Wikipedia plot synopsis. And you read very slowly, so you probably should have just watched the movies. I mean, you know, (laughs) it's, it's, you're at work. You want to see what happens in a movie that you don't necessarily have that much interest in seeing. And even despite not seeing all of those movies, seeing less than half of them, I would still say this one is my absolute favorite. I think I definitely benefited from like having read about all of them. There was definitely stuff that I would have missed had I not known like the plot to winter soldier, even though I haven't seen it. Um, Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. That's the big glaring miss. (laughs) It's not available anywhere to stream currently on any of the platforms that I have. Um, it's available at your friend Andy's house (laughs) that that was the one immediately after um, watching this that I definitely wanted to see Um, 
but I, yeah i would yeah. say this is definitely my favorite i think it improves on infinity war in every way i feel like all the deaths in infinity war ended up being just reversed and then there were actual substantial consequential deaths in endgame yeah that sort of replaced those um i i i loved it i think it's definitely my favorite so andy what about you I have two, and uh, which one is my actual favorite depends on the day. I absolutely love Guardians Volume 2 and Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, my favorite heroes are Cap and Rocket, which is pretty hilarious because if you did like a Kinsey scale for righteousness <laughs> they and would be placed all the heroes on yeah, those two would be polar opposites. Anyway, Guardians 2 is the most colorful, crazy, and imaginative, imaginative Marvel movie by a long shot. It's also somehow the most emotional yeah, uh, there's really not a lot of plot to it. Maybe it's more accurate to say that the character development drives the plot more than the events of the movie do. Uh, the movie's just loaded with this overwhelming amount of action that's immaculately designed in this kind of kaleidoscopic acid trip style, and it's also packed with totally earnest and heartfelt and heartfelt interaction between characters we've grown to know and love over the previous movie. Uh, what I love best, though, is that while the first Guardians was a movie about found families, the second one is a movie about adoption. Uh, it's like a similar concept, but obviously focused upon focused on bonds between like adoptive and biological parents and children and the conclusion it reaches about those relationships and how the movie conveys that conclusion uh, just kills me every time. And the third I, I one's going Guardians to be about a too. new family. Yeah, we'll see. Starting a new family, <laughs> which we get a tease to. And Endgame. Yeah. Hmm. I really could have used more uh, Star-Lord in Endgame. I, I really... Yeah, I agree. Look, I, I want to talk about how the Russos and Marcus and McFeely treat Star-Lord. They don't like him. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> and, and it really so? bothers me because he's a goof in the Guardians movies, but James Gunn has empathy for him and likes him. These movies literally kick him in the balls. Like, <laughs> yes. they happen. treat him like it's garbage. Once, like, but. they think he's a bad character. And I really don't like that because I love Star Lord in, in the Guardians movies and in Infinity, Infinity War and in Endgame. I just, I just get the feeling they despise that character. Like, other characters call him an idiot. But the, he only <laughs> yeah, it is gets odd. dragged on the he whole He really time. doesn't have, like, a moment where it's like, oh, well, he is <laughs> worthy his, of joining the Avengers his either. only act is blowing it with Thanos in Infinity War because he gets emotional about Gamora. That's the the only actual yeah. action he has He should have in those some movies. sort of redemption in this. Yeah, they yeah. make him jealous of Thor. Mm -hmm. I hate That's that. That's like a 15-minute It's bit. funny, but I really don't like it. Um, well, they return to it. Yeah, at the end of Endgame. I, I think it's very funny. I think that's it works. going to be the next. Wonder what Gunn's going to do with that. Uh, I hope he, whatever he does with it, I hope he just sets an end to that, puts an end to that dynamic immediately. Just let Thor take over. Like I don't, <laughs> just one way or the other. I'm, so, I, I was just so irritated by that because obviously it's it's Star Lord's ship. Like there's no question. It's his ship. Maybe yeah, that'll movie. be the big lesson at the end of the next movie. Yeah. It's right. Star-Lord's ship. Yeah, you're right. That's the moral. There's found families, adoption, and then this ship is Star-Lord's. <laughs> it's the tagline to Asgardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm -hmm. Thor couldn't have replaced that eye anytime in five years. <laughs> <laughs> no, he couldn't. It's just like it. I've got a lot to say about Thor. <laughs> Drew, what is your favorite? You know, a couple days ago, I would have said Winter Soldier. And then I rewatched it and I didn't like it as much. Really? But I've seen it like seven times. Yeah. So there's that 
you kind of lose a little of the uh, whatever the the freshness of it. I'm actually going to say Spider-Man: Homecoming, oh, a movie whoa. that I initially saw and enjoyed, but I had the Spider-Man fatigue. That's and then I really rewatching it. It's just so much fun, and Tom Holland in these movies kills me. He's he he was responsible for me getting teary eyed in both Infinity War and Endgame, and I just think that one's just an absolute blast. Great villain, uh huh. The Michael Keaton. That's it. I mean, that's I think that one stands out to me the most at this point. So, but I'm also a big Cap fan. So Civil War's yeah. up there, Winters, and I really love First Avenger. They're both great. One of the the things that I it's not that I dislike it. It's that I really, really wish there would have been a pure third Captain America movie mm-hmm. because Captain America Civil War is every bit as much an Iron Man movie as it is a Captain America. It's movie. an Avengers oh, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But by the end of that one, they it's it's it all comes down to Tony and uh, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I just wish that Cap and Bucky would have gotten their own movie together. I think it, that story definitely deserved it. But really, Endgame is kind of a Captain America movie ultimately too. You, I, you can yeah. tell the Russos love Steve Rogers and they love Peggy Carter Maybe as well. Cap and Bucky will get the next Captain America movie just with a well. They got their Mackie own show coming and, uh, up. Yeah, so that's what I think um, they'll end up doing with the show. They'll include old man rogers oh that's no. my guess he's with done. somebody else yeah. playing him maybe yeah i don't Possibly. think you can do that people are not like that I they'll get like robert it. redford to play old man rogers <laughs> so um, i don't want to cause a fight but that <laughs> anomaly that i mentioned earlier it's spider-man homecoming that's your what least favorite I went, no, 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 that's not my least favorite, but that's the anomaly where I reached my burnout stage. I do remember we saw that together. And, and you, you were, remember how tough that was, right? For me. But, yeah, but I felt the same way too. But I told yeah, you to watch it again. And, and I did. And it's got, honestly great writing, great villain. There's everything about that film. And I think on paper it's great, but it's, it's so strange. Like, I, it just hit me like that. Uh, you no, you missed Andrew Garfield. <laughs> no, actually, I thought Tom Holland was the best Spider-Man mm-hmm. that we've had. I agree with that statement. But at the same time, I just, it was so hard for me. And once in that I was burnt out on MCU, I was just starting to get burnt out on certain characters. That's mm-hmm. all I'll have to say. Sure. It's, it's a great movie. It's a great choice to have, for sure. So let's get into our least favorite MCU movie. I'm going to pass to Dan on this, and I will go last because I feel like this will cause a feud. You know, (laughs) having not seen a good amount of these and just having outright skipped the ones that I've heard are bad, (laughs) um, I guess the easiest answer would be the Hulk because I did see that whole first phase, but... I really dislike that first Thor movie. Oh, oh man! Yeah, I'm not into it. I don't. I, don't I love, love that one. I love I do, all those. Yeah, I like too. that it was. I like that like there was a little bit more directorial vision than I think you've probably get bonkers. No, no, it's crazy. <laughs> I love those like crazy Dutch angles, uh-huh. like the insane, <laughs> it's so those weird insane comic panel shots. But Kenneth Branagh did one of these movies. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Just like so bizarre to think about. Yeah, that. going from like Kenneth Branagh to like <laughs> community directors. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I think it says something about like the Disney takeover of Marvel. Uh, maybe. Well, you haven't seen Winter Soldier, buddy. So. Oh, no, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I, I mean, I like the Russo brothers, but I'm just saying like before Disney took over, like they got Kenneth Branagh to yeah. direct yeah. one of the movies, like somebody who's clearly going to have a strong vision. And then they got the Russo brothers who are going to have 
They're probably the Disney vision. They're pastiche artists. Yes. They're very good at it. I actually I, think they're really talented at what they do. Especially after seeing this, I have no qualms with them at all. I, I really, I loved this one so much. Um, but yeah, I, I, gotta, I gotta say Thor. I really just, I'm not into it. I know in a little bit we're going to talk about most overrated. So I th- I'm going to combine my least favorite and most overrated. I mean, I think my least favorite has to be Incredible Hulk. And I thought we weren't even going to get into it, but apparently we have to. <laughs> um, I don't think it's awful. I just, just think it's small. It's a little bit weaker. It doesn't have much of a point of view. That's all. I think it's the hackiest Marvel movie, mostly because it's directed by a hack. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Who directed that? Louis Leterrier. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Name it's fine. One, one other of his movies. Did he transport like Clash of the Titans two? or something? Did he transport it too? Probably. Is that Olivier Megaton? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it anyway. was mostly directed by Edward Norton. But I just kind <laughs> yeah, of think I mean, yeah. the uh, Marvel barely counts that movie, and so I'm going to barely count that movie. I if, always forget it's part of this. Yeah. Well, even you, even mean, with the Tony Stark uh, cameo. How could you forget with William Thunderbolt, <laughs> William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross? Yeah. <laughs> one of the most important integral characters of the MCU. He does show up he again. Does show up again. He does, yes. which is pretty wild. <laughs> he pays his respects at the end of uh, Endgame. He's in so, Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Civil War too. Yeah. So I thought that we were going to take incredible hulk is a given and like do our takes with that attitude so i think um, my you, least you, favorite you hate norton too i don't like edward norton what yeah and we don't let's not we don't okay. have to get into this <laughs> okay. too but after rewatching okay, it I, I told daniel i was like i i think i would actually prefer norton over uh ruffalo, ruffalo. this is not oh, a bad I, I edward norton role because he's good whenever he's playing emasculated but more often than not, he's playing someone who is not emasculated, but he comes off that way anyway. That's my take on Edward Norton. Okay. Okay. Edward, what do you think? Come on in. What do you think about <laughs> Sit <laughs> Fresh off the set of Motherless Brooklyn. What okay. is he doing now, by the way? He's, right, he's starring and directing movies. in Motherless Brooklyn, the What's adaptation that? of the Jonathan Latham novel. Okay. Oh. My dad loves it. I've never read it. Huh. Okay. I am smart and know what that is. My least favorite and most overrated, other than Incredible Hulk... <laughs> Is Iron Man three? Oh my gosh! Which I still like. I still like it. I think uh, we've had this discussion. We have before. the first two Iron Man overrated. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. I always hear so many people say it's awful, though. Really? Because mm-hmm. I hear people saying it's like their favorite one. Complex I, rated it at number one. I for whatever complex no, seriously is oh, worth. <laughs> I I originally had that as my favorite. Okay, really? I, I respect that. Like it's. I guess it just depends on what you want from an Iron sure. Man movie. Yeah. And that's just surprising. The first two Iron Man movies had this shaggy, like loose quality to them. Most because most of Tony's dialogue was improvised. Whereas Iron Man three has this like precious Shane Black script that's written to seem as if Tony's speaking off the cuff. And it just doesn't work nearly as well for me because of that. If you like that better, if you like that Shane Black powder better, I totally get why it's, you would like, I it. love that. It's basically a remake of lethal weapon two, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which I just, I love that movie. Um, also, like several Marvel movies, the emotional arc of Iron Man 3 is rendered totally irrelevant by future story developments. That is uh, true. I hate the ending to that. The cinematography is kind of bland, uh, especially compared to the first two Iron movies, both of which were made for less money. Weirdly, Iron Man 3 just sort of has this flat look, and it's a little bit colorless whenever you compare it, compare it to the other Iron Man movies. That's my I love that it's Christmas, though. And you get yeah, that yeah, shirt. Who shows up. I don't dislike I it. I love it, and I love the kid. I like that a lot of it takes place in Tennessee, and they strip away the armor, literally. Yeah, and guess um, what? That kid 
He comes back. He's back, yeah. he's he's back, back baby. He's, he's back, back at there. the end of Endgame. He's the one using everyone. Place. Yeah. Because he's a teen now. <laughs> he's like, did we forget about Who's some superhero? <laughs> like, well, I, Drew texted me about that after. And he's like, hey, you know that kid? And I honestly had scrubbed him from my memory. And I was like, I'm thinking back to this and Endgame. And I honestly could not remember the kid standing toward the, the house. I couldn't think of it. And then Drew's like, that was the kid. Well, they from- linger on him for like seven seconds. You're like, yeah. who is this person? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what was so strange. And, and I could I not I thought place he was like face. a bastard child of Tony's. <laughs> and they come back and like, Wouldn't hey. Wouldn't it be great? You find yeah. out later in another movie. See, I thought it was Iron Tony. Boy. <laughs> yeah, Tony Jr. And he just came forward from the past. That whole funeral shot is pretty cool, how they were yeah. able to compose all these people who definitely were not in no. that yard at the same time. It's like <laughs> That's a, why they all have like five feet in between yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they're standing in their perfect little movie-based groups. <laughs> how much do you think uh, Sam Jackson got for that? That four seconds that he I was there? One million dollars. Probably. Hopefully. One million dollars, I think. And the yeah. back the, the back pay on that's going to be insane, yeah. too. Oh. Or maybe they just did it on the Captain Marvel set. Actually, he didn't no, even know it was happening. After. Sure. Captain Marvel was shot after Infinity War and Endgame. So, Andy, anything else on Iron Man 3? No, it's it's three and a half stars, whereas everything else is four stars or higher, with the exception of Incredible Hulk. Every, every other one that's 20 movies, I would write four stars or higher. And that's insane to achieve. <laughs> insane. They pulled what? it off. Yeah. <laughs> They're so crazy. good. Are they? Uh, yeah. And you know my deal. Like, <laughs> up until wild. this point, I didn't like them. And then I rewatched them all in the span of like three weeks. Like, oh, these are great. This is unprecedented. Well, this we're never going to see this incredible. Again. You got to yeah. have to enjoy that. I think my least favorite, I was going to say um, Doctor Strange. Ooh. Because that was one I was really hyped for, and it's fine. It's just fine. I might say Captain Marvel, but I haven't seen it again. Yeah. That's the problem. Is I like it takes probably two or three watches for me to really I will 100% appreciate something. back you up on that. She's so irrelevant to Endgame, by the way. We're going to get into she that. She has but to be. <laughs> like, just like they introduce her. They, they quickly introduce her in this movie before Endgame, uh-huh. and then don't even take the time to use her. Well, it's kind of like Black Panther with Infinity War. Like, they introduce the Black Panther movie real quick, and then, like, the battle at the end takes place in Wakanda, but, like, the advertising would ma- lead you to believe yeah. that, like, Black Panther is Tony Stark. That it is the Black, Black Panther yeah. 2, Infinity War. Yeah. yeah, like, he's not even in one of the two main groups that's followed throughout we the were, whole movie. Dan and I were joking over text that director anthony russo has more lines in the movie than black panther does and that is not an exaggeration <laughs> he does because he yeah. plays a man the in MCU's therapy at the beginning first gay character <laughs> the unnamed man in, which is great <laughs> and it's, it's it's great and cap is, like um, doesn't yeah yeah they don't even question it's it. awesome is like, anthony is russo gay in real life just out of know. curiosity not that that matters but i wondered if that was um, if that was just kind of just like playing himself essentially, but I, I thought know. it was lovely, but they, they keep billing it as the first gay character. That he's and actually like, in the no, credit. He doesn't says, have a name. <laughs> like, <laughs> Anthony Russo, I, dot, 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 first gay character. Yes. I understand the pushback against that, but I also think that it's very cool that Captain America is there consoling this yes, gay man yeah. about what happened on his date. I totally agree. No judgment. Like it's all affirmation. He it's doesn't really even cool. bat an eye about it. No, it's nothing. Yes. It's literally I, not I was mentioned. Like, I I, maybe it's just because I'm not used to seeing that in these movies, and that's a knock on me for even flinching when he says, when he mentions that he was on a date with a man, but Captain America does not do that. Yeah. He's a, he's a modern man now, which... Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that. It's just a bummer that it took, like, 
after the world ending five years <laughs> post the world being over and half the population being wiped out for them to acknowledge the existence yeah. of gay people in 22 movies it's true it is true uh you know, you know things have changed a lot in the last 10 years i'm not excusing it gay people were very different whenever yeah. iron when man came started out, so yeah very good point yeah all right, you guys want to do the most underrated MCU movie, Daniel? I'm going to have to say, this is so weird hearing you say this, Andy. I feel like the uh, on your most overrated, my underrated is Iron Man 3. Huh. Yeah, that's mine too. The reason why is because I hear so many people bash Iron Man 3 for a lot of reasons I totally get. When I saw that movie, I was actually leaving DC. I lived in DC for a little while and... Uh, final night there, no joke. Friends were like, "He's working on the Trump campaign." Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, friends, friends were like, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "I want to go see Iron Man 3. Just came out." So we got tickets on the IMAX. We were there. Three groups. One group, they were just okay with it. Uh, of my friends there, myself, I loved it. My other friend almost walked out thirty minutes in. Whoa. Was so angry by the Mandarin storyline. Everything about it. He's like. This, 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 and this. he had great bullet points for the reason why he disliked it, but he disliked it because he was a huge fan of the comics. Mm. And he said, they totally shat all over this idea of not just Iron Man 3 and everything that this story is, is supposed to encompass, but he felt like they had destroyed the future of where they could go from this point. And... You know, I did not have those same feelings. I enjoyed it. I like the Shane Blackisms. I love this progression. And like Drew, you said that it was like Lethal Weapon 2.1. And it's something that I just really enjoyed. I didn't hate it like a lot of people did. And that's basically all and I have to say about it. Marvel knew what they did. They knew they pissed a lot of people off. So they retconned it with that short film, All Hail the King. Did you uh, see that? No. So it's um, Ben Kingsley. He's in prison now. And then comes word that the real Mandarin is really upset I with what that. happened. I hate so that. So they kind of fixed it and they never addressed it again. It was such a great thing to do for them to take this inherently racist character and turn him into something else sure. entirely. That was great. And yeah. to undo that, to undo the progress really bothers me. But like, no one probably, not a lot of people saw that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll pretend that yeah, never for, happened. <laughs> for the longest time, I didn't even know that existed. All hail the king. Uh, boo. So Dan, what about you? Um, You know, I don't know that I can really speak to the underrated, having not seen... A majority of these films uh so i think i'm just gonna pass on this one Have we already done overrated i sort of s skipped us to that on accident maybe we could go back to it yeah because my underrated is iron man 3 yeah. my most overrated um i don't know if i should say this but it's black panther no, it's, I, I kind of get I, it. I, I don't. Yeah, that was probably my runner-up. But it's, once again, haven't seen. He's such. Uh, the more I think about it, and especially in Endgame, he's so bland. Yeah, Black he walks Panther, on. We'll, he walks on screen in Endgame, and it's exciting to see Black Panther. And then Chadwick Bose, Boseman just sucks the life out of everything. Oh, uh, see, I like the character, and I like how he plays him. I just think the movie. I, I just don't know that the action yeah. was like quite there. Yeah. I, I really come to these for like cool big action sequences, and I just wasn't that into it in Black Panther. Huh. I, I love think uh, Coogler, Michael B. Jordan, well, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Killmonger's and fantastic. Another problem with that movie is 
I'm on Killmonger's side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Black Panther's just working with the CIA. Like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> if he wasn't killing people to, to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish, Killmonger's right <laughs> about just about everything he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, I, but I did like it a lot, but I think the, I think the movie may have been That's, a little overrated for its cultural significance. I love the, that that movie exists. It's awesome that there's a, uh, movie with a black lead that made that much money it's sure. fantastic that it exists on just about every level i also think it has problems that some people are hesitant to admit and that's fine too uh i have things like that in other mcu movies we'll probably get to later that i feel that way about things that are clearly flaws that i just can ignore and it's not any big deal but that movie looks like it was shot uh in parking lots in georgia because it was uh parking lots and warehouses in georgia just splashed with cg the cg is not good yeah. And a lot of it, it feels like they ran out of budget. I just heard so much about that single take fight scene in the casino that I watched. It's not it that and good. I was like, this is very dumb. And like, I mean, I've seen like cool versions of this for, before. Obviously, like the protector or with Tony Jaws, like perhaps Skyfall, which yeah, I was going to say that scene. They, they, they <laughs> yeah. a lot was made about how this is that scene feels like a James Bond movie. And it's just not nearly as good as what half of those movies have done before i do like that final battle sequence though but my most overrated i think i would say with my limited scope is uh infinity war i really i I like infinity war and it grew on me even watching Endgame. i would like to see them as one long like almost six hour piece now to see how i feel about it but i just feel like that movie is kind of a mess right from the get-go i feel like them introducing Thanos in the very first scene is just it just gets off to a real clunky start and I kind of like that there are less people that they're following in this movie however I don't know if it would have all worked without first having Infinity War so I actually think Infinity War might be better than Endgame I I I I totally disagree Infinity Infinity War I like more Endgame I find more satisfying I, yeah, yeah, I think that would be a better movie, but I think I might enjoy watching Infinity War more. Yeah, That's, and I felt like Endgame felt like an actual movie. Like I watched yeah. um, Infinity War the day before I watched Black Panther, and watching Black Panther, I was like, "Oh, this is how like a movie it is." Well, like this is where you're not having seen every movie. I feel like is a hindrance, sure, because Infinity War does depend on you having cared about characters from. Not that point, nineteen or eighteen previous movies. But I, I cared about those characters enough in Endgame to still get like emotional at some points and still like really feel a lot of the stuff. And Infinity War, I just was like, I, I don't know. There, there are parts of it that I really loved, but I just feel like it is kind of a mess compared to like actual movies. I think it's cool for what it is as like this it's, centerpiece but it's a lot to try and wrap your arms around infinity war there's a lot going on i've liked it more every time i've watched it. i've seen it three times now and the third time i liked it the most because now you kind of know how all these pieces yeah. interlock and if somehow knowing what's going to happen makes you more invested in it at least I, that's the way my experience was i was afraid that in game would have the same like many moving pieces problem but i think with having eliminated so many of them it kind of eluded that and then got to reintroduce them at the culminating battle mm-hmm. and was just it, it was just so satisfying for me. So here's an interesting way of watching Infinity War. After I rewatched it the most recent time, I thought you could actually chunk it up into multiple short films mm-hmm. and you can watch it as segments. And we need to for grace. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, please. And I mean, it's like I said, my favorite of 
I think the entire MCU and I just kept jotting down notes on the reason why, but uh, I, you know, if, if you've seen it, I would not say watch infinity war as like a short film and chunk it up that way. Definitely watch it once, twice, maybe three times as a whole. But then after that, I think you could return to it in segments and chronologically watch it, but you can chunk it up into like short film segments. My most underrated, uh, I feel like Doctor Strange is really underrated. <laughs> that's why I don't think <laughs> it's a bad movie. That's the thing. I, I didn't like it the first time. And then when I rewatched it during this project, I couldn't believe how much I liked it. It would probably be better if Cumberbatch were allowed to be British. Uh, which yeah, he is. He's, he's basically Tony version two, yeah. I yeah. feel. Uh, the humor is maybe a little too reference heavy. And I don't think that aspect of it is going to age well. So you didn't see that in theaters? No, I didn't. No, I that's didn't. That's a bummer because yeah. that's a good theater one. Well, especially we rarely, saw that in IMAX. I rarely will I say watch a movie in 3D. Oh. I would say watch Doctor Strange in 3D. Doctor Strange is the only one of these movies they've not released in 4K. Did you know that? Huh. That's so crazy. And it seems like it's one of the ones that would benefit the most from it. For sure. I really like the movie just so fully commits to the insane mythology. It's like nutty and dorky. Crazy. It's distinct from all the other, you know, the many sets of Marvel mythologies. The action does owe a debt to Inception for sure. Oh, for sure. But the like insane mystical elements set it apart. The part I really love about Doctor Strange is the ending, how it messes with the concepts and understandings of time and how it kind of expedites the development of the Doctor Strange character, which is a pretty genius move that positions him for his role in the next few few movies. Plus, I really like Doctor Plus he Strange. does all that cool hand stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which he has he it's has like a moment in, he has a moment in uh Infinity War where he conjures something and I've I watched that like 55 times. <laughs> you know, do you know the training that Benedict went through to go through that and and, and uh, just a lot of knitting. <laughs> not not just that, but he went back and bought a poppet from the 90s and he actually played that. I thought you were going to say he learned sign language or something. That too. I mean, he went through multiple stages. That's how all surgeons train actually. I Rachel McAdams is in this. She is. I always kind of forget that she's part of this too. Yeah, one of these days they're going to have a have a female character that's more than just a love interest and actually has a you know function beyond being a damsel in distress have to say what what about black widow well i i'm saying in a in a movie where the man is the actual okay yeah uh i mean i would argue agent carter yeah you're right you're right which is pretty early on she's she's uh in charge from the get-go spin her off into her own show and shunt her out of the series and <laughs> uh, they at least attempted which is no you're right that's cool uh, what i said was incorrect pretty it's, much objectively she's the best she's great love, even, love even as an old lady who <laughs> would bang oh, is that, that's what we're talking about okay <laughs> <laughs> who's hot or old uh captain america or peggy oh man steve uh, old man makeup on steve looked good it did it looked really Surprisingly good i actually good. thought they really pushed him into the future and brought him back if they hadn't have already used robert redford in winter soldier and earlier in this yeah. movie how cool would yeah it have been just I, to be robert redford <laughs> i'm about 100 percent certain they modeled his makeup on clint eastwood old clint eastwood oh, you look okay. at his hair and the structure of the face and the chiseledness of everything on his face and his posture too Get whenever he walks pretty much they even yeah. use the same jacket that he wears in several of, uh, of his movies. believe it or not that's also their tie-in with the mule <laughs> eastwood's most recent film i need to watch that again all right so let's go back to uh 
after watching Endgame, what MCU movie did you want to rewatch? Mine has to be Age of Ultron, and I did mm. not like that movie. The reason being is that I read a lot about how a lot of Age of Ultron foreshadowed the events of everything that would happen after this, including Captain America picking up Thor's hammer. Oh, good yeah. moment. Yeah, good moment. and honestly, I would not have thought about Age of Ultron after because I kind of wanted to scrub that movie from my memory. I remember seeing it's that, that once. Bad. It's pretty good. I remember seeing that and did not like it. That was my Whedon, burnout movie. Yeah. I, I think Whedon's scope is pretty limited, but and, that's and just a personal opinion. There, there are certain things within that movie that I could not get on board with. A lot like Captain Marvel. I'm just like, oh, it's just okay. Whedon has some weird obsession with characters falling into women's chests. Have you noticed that? Uh, uh, yes, he, <laughs> he does, does that have, in Justice yeah, League. He uh, does in Age of Ultron. Joss Whedon is a uh, weirdo. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a sick perv or something. <laughs> uh, no, well, maybe, maybe I'm alluding to that He's a kind bit. of a troubled dude. It's come to light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's but keep can, talking yeah, about it. He can write some dialogue. <laughs> so, Dan, what is yours? This one got me excited to go ahead and watch Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, as well as some of the other movies that I've missed out on. Yeah, that's a good thing. Watching Avengers Endgame want, made me most want to rewatch uh, Avengers Endgame, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I did. And now I think I'm ready for a break. If I'm being totally honest, yeah. I want to watch some other stuff for a while. I would be too. So yeah. before Andy, before we started recording, you said that you've seen it three times now. I tried to watch it on the IMAX, and I had a bad experience. I just had I was sitting by a talker. And I, I lasted about 20 minutes. I watched it on IMAX because it was shot on IMAX cameras. Did not know I that. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's very strange because it was shot on IMAX cameras. They make this big deal about this is the only way to watch it and see the full frame. It was definitely framed for the 235 ratio. You, When I was watching it, granted, I didn't only see 20 minutes. The tops of those frames are barren. It's um, just yeah. negative space. Hmm. Like there, there's a few shots where it is pretty grand, and there's like the space stuff is interesting. There's a few shots they clearly put in the effort, but for the most part, it just looks weird. I would think it's mostly for the final, like kind of 20, 30 minute battle sequence at the end. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of fighting in this. As much as I love fighting uh -huh. in these movies, and I love this movie, um, but that final sequence definitely feels like it would maybe benefit from a larger screen especially whenever like you could see that that the shot portals. of captain america just looking at the whole uh -huh. onslaught um definitely my favorite shot from the movie mine was when they were um when he was counseling those men and women so, yeah it's a good one it's great it's, good it, it's, it's legitimately <laughs> it a great, great scene. scene i just don't love all the hand wringing over like oh look how good we did <laughs> I don't think it's them doing it. I think yeah, it's other people doing it. Pro well, I, I feel like, like they put out a, a press release or I something. I think they did put out a press release. <laughs> I think. It's, no, it's a headline that said, Marvel gay now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess the one, I don't have a specific one, but I'll say I wanted to to watch something again with Thor. Any of those movies. Uh -huh. okay. e including The Dark World. I have. I actually pulled oh, that out to Ragnarok watch Ragnarok is so rewatchable. It's that that and Guardians 2 are the ones I just will put on just to have something on. Yeah. So just talking for a second about Ragnarok, my biggest problem with Infinity War is that they didn't, you know, there's that amazing moment whenever Thor shows up at the hammer, whenever he comes to Wakanda, why not drop Immigrant Song? Asgard, 
dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm sure that the licensing for that is outrageous. Insane, yeah. Like probably so expensive that they had to use it twice in Ragnarok. But I feel like that needs to be his theme song. Everybody else has a theme that plays whenever they show up, but that's orchestral to score. His just needs to be immigrant song. That's one of my <laughs> least favorite parts of that movie. Is, what? Well, no, um, of uh, oh, Infinity s- War. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen all of Ragnarok. I got like 20 minutes oh, through. dude. Didn't love the cheekiness Whoa. of it. I do really enjoy Thor in these last two movies uh-huh. and how fun he is, but like just that straight up Did, like... Have you seen the second immigrant song sequence? No, I have it's not. It's like top five MCU. I moments. know. I need, I need. I would like to go back and revisit that one, but I, I just, I don't love how Thor like shows up to Wakanda and then all these other superheroes fight Thanos for like ten minutes, and then Thor shows up as if he was like being bothered by something else, like was held <laughs> up by something well, he else. Went to go get the Thanos killing weapon, dude. No, he, no, he it was Bulmer. after he had already shown up. Then you get like oh, Scarlet Witch and I all gotcha. of them fighting Thanos, and he shows up to like cut him semi in half he could have been there the whole time yeah it's, there, it's dumb action there's logistic stuff. issue logistical issues like that sure. in yes, end yeah, game as well yeah which we i was gonna to. say that's basically repeated at end game with captain marvel uh-huh. yes absolutely yeah yeah speaking of end game now we have to dive into what we initially thought of it with a little thing called end game is fill in the blank this is basically your short description of what you thought about end game so, Dan, let's start with you. Endgame is fill in the blank. Endgame is a pretty satisfying conclusion <laughs> to this series of movies of which I was a skeptic. It was more than one word. <laughs> <laughs> we usually do more than one word. Oh, right. I just did one. You were going to say satisfying? Satisfying. Oh, I was going to say good was my other choice. (laughs) I mean, I think we're all going to have satisfying because I have Endgame is an emotionally satisfying Mm. end to this MCU phase. Oh, so I didn't do it wrong. Good. No, No, you didn't. So my... I was just hoping we could all dogpile on you for a second. (laughs) Mine's different uh, in terms of this is... As soon as it ended, I'm like, I've got a great great little one-liner for this. Endgame is one giant fan service finale. Yeah, that's that's fits in with satisfying. Not wrong, but I have issues with that term fan service. Fan service isn't. I keep all of these movies. They're making them fan service. So yeah, the entire movie should be this. uh, This true, but this is the one film out of all of these that I'm like, wow, there are so many shots that truthfully they didn't really need to do that, but they did it anyway since it's the grand finale. I think fan service can sometimes sometimes like hinder from what could be maybe a better story told like but. one of the gr- one of the major things i keep hearing complaints so many people are saying we did not need that captain ending there's no what? need oh I, what? No, I'm that serious. was fantastic was you awesome. need that i'm, yeah, I'm serious i've read, read, I've this read is like so an all-time great final shot those I'm are people not, who want another like chris evans captain america movie which is not going to happen i'm one of those people i still too, found it incredibly satisfying so don't get me wrong i love that that was, without giving a whole lot away, one of the sh- shots that left me choked up more so than I am already with my allergies, but <laughs> I started tearing up with that, and I loved it, but so many people are complaining, saying, it doesn't make sense. With How that, does it not make sense? I kind of buy that a little Story bit. Story-wise or just logistics? Logistics. With the timeline Yeah, yeah I don't get that. There, there's, there's it actually a, yeah. doesn't make sense given what we are to understand as far as how timelines work in 
that universe. But that's okay. Sure. You just go with it. My, ending, it was my big question is, we, we know later that Peggy got married because one of, whoever she married was one of the men that Captain America saved in the first Avenger. Uh-huh. She says that. What happened to that guy? <laughs> does, he, does he not... Steve's he a home wrecker. Was like, uh, Steve's a home wrecker. That's all that we know about him. King David and Bathsheba situation. I there. think he like he punched he punched the guy out <laughs> like he did Adolf Hitler. <laughs> well, maybe that was just a cover story, and she didn't want Steve to know that she eventually married him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Here's what I'm thinking: We're supposed to read the subcontext. She's the first bisexual <laughs> MCU character. They're all about having subtext-based LGBTQ characters. Sure. <laughs> Let's now get into what we really liked about Endgame and three things or less. Dan, what could you say, rattling off your three or they could be less things that you loved about Endgame? Um, you know, I loved the big surprises. I loved that... Uh, Thanos died in the first uh, 20 to 30 minutes. I love the five-year jump there. Um, And I love that final sequence, that huge spectacle of seeing every single one of them like on the battlefield together against like a force that actually did seem overwhelming. Like it's kind of a problem that I hear these movies have is like making the stakes something that are worth having all these Avengers fight over. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was pretty rad. I also loved uh, Captain Marvel blowing up that ship. That was very <laughs> cool. So did we like Captain Marvel's hair, by the way? I did. It, looks, it. it looked fake. Looked like it was CG hair. Don't care. It's good. <laughs> so, fake hair? Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so that Dan, you were talking about the big battle and how it's always described as like, that's a major downfall. Didn't mind it. Did you guys dislike that for any reason? Like the a giant like throwing fist ending where they all that. had to go out in a big no. epic fight. I, I love that they benefited. played. Yeah, I love that they played hot potato with uh, yeah. Thanos. Yeah. yeah, that's like a big comedic but very serious thing that they do. Black Panther's run with it looked like a run in football. Yeah, yeah. he was a running <laughs> for back, sure. Yeah. So, which did it better? The final battle scene, Infinity War, Endgame. Endgame. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I, I think I think the fight sequences in infinity war are cool uh it with the exception of the huge like cgi mess of the first kind of big fight in the city with like the two horsemen or whatever i don't love that one uh but i i just think anytime it's like multiple avengers fighting thanos it kind of looks messy i did enjoy some of those sequences in infinity war but i thought just this full-scale grand battle was so much like And it hadn't been hyped up as much as the huge Wakanda Uh battle in Infinity War was, so I didn't see it coming. You assume it's going to happen, but it was just, it was very spectacular. It it got me kind of emotional more than any of like the characters dying or anything. Just seeing that many people on screen and seeing the achievement of it, I get very emotional at things like that. That's where I go with the fan service in terms of we get so much packed into that little bit. It seemed like the most comic book thing to ever be on screen like one of those two page spreads and yeah it it was it was just spectacular that that was that was definitely uh so so amazing i'd have to say end game for sure and to see where we've built up this is the payoff yes that moment i had goosebumps for most of that battle scene yeah that that made me regret not seeing more of the movie the entire battle scene no when it's cap versus everyone oh and then he hears the falcon's voice 
genuinely yeah. choked up. The, Did anyone else think Game of Thrones? Very Jon Snow at Battle of the Bastards uh-huh. with the whole horde coming. It wasn't framed quite the same. I almost expected them to do that, but I love that shot of him looking at the army approaching. And when he says Avengers Assemble, he it's almost whispered. He's How do you not think the people it. in the back heard? They didn't. He's They're saying, just like, everyone's no, going, go! No, 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 no. He's saying it to himself. Yeah. He's saying it to himself. It's so, yeah, yeah. It's like very profound. So well. I think he also, I think he could have died on the battlefield and I would have been pretty satisfying, yeah. but I did love mm. that he got to be back it's a good with his about halfway, Carter. A, a, about halfway through the movie, <laughs> I knew, I actually questioned whether anyone would die. I yeah. didn't think they were going to. Man. Uh, so I will bring this up now on our last podcast, our full podcast outside of the Twilight Zone, we were making predictions on who would die. And my prediction was Black Widow. Nice. Mm, I, yeah. I had a feeling. I just had a feeling, even though they're making a movie, I'm like, she's, she's not dead. Cool. But if you look at this at the beginning of Endgame, you can tell, I feel like the breadcrumbs that the Russo brothers are leaving for us to say, this character, it's their finale. And I feel like ever since Infinity War, that the breadcrumbs were left that Tony Stark was going out. Nah, she's oh, sure. not dead. Actually, under the scan is a secret <laughs> sequel. <laughs> no, I think that that line where Hulk says, I tried to bring her back when I was wearing the... That was the awesome. I think that that is important because I think he did. You bring think her she's back. just out there in space? Yeah, somewhere. I think she has no way to get back. Oh. I think she's on Vormir still. She has no oh. way to return. That's my Ooh, theory. Interesting, and man. How much did you love seeing Red Skull again? I, he, oh man, I had my fingers crossed that Red Skull would <laughs> come one more time. Hugo I, Weaving, the only actor that wouldn't take the check. Hey, oh, hey, well, we get that dude from <laughs> The Walking Dead, Ross Mark <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually think you said they planted breadcrumbs. I think the Russos hate women. <laughs> and that's why she died. And that's why they took her and Gamora out. Also, I Gamora don't. From I don't know how much sense it makes that Gamora can come back and exist in this timeline, but somehow Scarlet cannot. Uh, was she in the last? Was Gamora in the final care. scene yeah. with the As Guardians of the Galaxy? No, she's not. She's, on, yeah, the, she's right. on the window. He's he's searching for her on the computer. Okay, it's like it's something like location oh, searching like or something like bailed. that. And if somebody else comes up, he swipes it away. Oh, that's what he was looking at. Okay. I didn't know what he was searching for. That's good. I like that. My uh, three favorite things. Number one, five. Number two, years. Number three, (laughs) later. Yeah, that's really good. We spent... You were shocked. when I was. Did I make an exclamation? I'm sure I did. Yeah, you were like, oh... (laughs) <laughs> that sounds it's right. Such a, it's so sad to see City Field completely barren. I we just, oh yeah. Drew, Drew and I were actually sitting, that was just like a normal Tuesday yeah, afternoon. That was a Mets game. Drew, Drew and I were sitting three rows in front of you guys, and I heard Andy's audible. Oh, <laughs> and you did the same thing whenever they cut Thanos's head off. Yeah, which is yeah, such I a shock. I love, it. I love that. It's just I, you know, I listen to tons of podcasts, and for the past year, it doesn't matter if it was a pop culture podcast or not. Everybody talked about the Avengers at yes. some point, and nobody ever suspected that that storyline, that let's go kill Thanos storyline, would be wrapped up twenty minutes into this yeah. movie. I had heard some whispers about time travel being the yeah. key because obviously well, it's they even do be, a great red herring there when they talk to Thanos. He's I smashed them into atoms. Yeah. And we know that Ant-Man can go subatomic. So I was like, they're going to figure out a way to go subatomic and go to the quantum realm and find like these atom-sized pieces. Right. Put them all together. Uh, which is would have been a cool movie, but yeah. I'm glad they didn't. I, I really loved the way they oh. navigated the whole plot. It was great. Oh, I just loved 
Yeah, I basically loved the plot of this movie and how it was it's set so up. good because it, it went ways like you said. Had no idea they were going to do what they did, and when they not to jump ahead, but when they introduced Time Heist, oh, I audibly said, "I love this." Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, <laughs> just I, the I, idea of a freaking Time Heist. It's so awesome. Paul Rudd as audience surrogate is perfect. Now you so you good. know. Now you said Daniel that you thought he was a little too wacky in this Ant Man. Yeah. What you mean, I Taco mean, Man? He's so Ant Man is definitely the most fun, crazy character in all of this. I guess, but I, I yeah. thought he was really serious in this one. Well, I thought that he he was definitely the Star Lord. That the Russo brothers are like, we're going to use him for all the comedic lines and for all these visual gags, like the taco blowing out of his hands, and you know, playing off of you know, piss ant and, you know, that's a Tony good one. Stark I can't believe yeah. I didn't think yeah. about it. Well, it helps and, that I think um, Paul Rudd is talented in ways that maybe Chris Pratt is not. Uh, I agree. Yeah. And well, the other thing is that I think that the Russo brothers are like, we got to utilize this with Paul Rudd in a way he's never been utilized before. I feel like we've seen Ant-Man as like a crazy character in his own films, but this is where he can be serious, but he's also the jokester. And I thought they played into that so well in a way that the Russo brothers did not do with star Lord. So, because star Lord, I think can walk that line, but like what you're saying, drew Paul Rudd can be emotional. Like whenever he Uh reconnects with his daughter, but he can also be goofy. And I did not think that's a negative, and I will get into that with my list. Not now, no. <laughs> Andy, what else did you love? That was it. That's just all I liked about later. this movie. <laughs> five. I didn't put a list years. together. So I thought uh, about mine, so, and so, so you're, that's what I'm going to do. So you're three or five years later. Yeah. All three. Okay. I love very, that too. Very slowly yes. lifts right. it off. That was like I felt like it was too slow. Oh, the, it, it's oh, a shocker though. I love it. Was it was a shock. How far are we going to go? So well in that room. Okay. You that, didn't know. You didn't know that, how it yeah. was going to be screening. weeks, months. That screening yeah. of that movie is one of the... Not, I'm not saying it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. I would never say that. This is one of the I best would. experiences sure. in a oh, theater yeah. in, I've in ever had. In the Captain America Thanos fight, I, th- I was telling somebody this. It was like we were actually watching a prize yeah. fight. People were audibly <laughs> going, oh, this oh. one. But when every he picked punch. up that hammer, somebody in our yeah. theater was like... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> they were like they wouldn't stop freaking out over oh, it. I love yeah. that. And then oh, at man. one point, when we see Fat Thor for the first time, did uh-huh. you hear that woman go Thor? Like she was so appalled that he had <laughs> lost himself. Believe it or not, that was one of the servers who did that. Oh wow! <laughs> not a lady watching. We had people I, basically orgasming during. Did this they film. screen that movie for servers the night before? I mean, yeah, they uh, have I feel pretty so sure. bad. I'm pretty sure they did. If they didn't. I because, still catch servers stopping and staring every once in a while. Yeah. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> oh, I did that whenever Harold and Kumar escaped from Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> was out. You, know, I, you know, I was sneaking in there during the old Springfield 8 shift. <laughs> you were a bad employee. Uh, <laughs> so, Drew, your things that you loved about Endgame. We, we've said a lot of them. I love Time Heist. I like that this is basically validation, vindication for me spending 11 years of my life <laughs> seeing these movies on opening night, re-watching them, buying them on Blu-ray and 4K. I feel like satisfied is the word, that they, they were able mm-hmm. to complete the story, and I feel like it was all worthwhile. That's yeah. the best thing I can say. Dan and sure. I talk about eating a lot. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. you have a huge meal and you eat too much and you get sick, even if eating it was pleasurable. This was the exact <laughs> right amount. This was like going to the buffet and timing everything out exactly right, you know, portioning <laughs> everything out exactly right, being totally satisfied. Just imagine if this was not satiated, good and you you thought back, man, spent all this time falling in love with these characters and this ended up being poop. Yeah. So, no joke. I got the feelings of when I walked in to see the first Avengers film with this. And what I mean by that is we have at that time a short build up to seeing the Avengers on screen and these characters all coming together. But whenever I was waiting in line to see that, there were no reserved seats. Uh-huh. Had to wait in line. And then I was with my then girlfriend and we were like, this feeling is like amazing. Like this has never happened. I feel like it's never happened at that point, especially not for a superhero film. I feel like those feelings from years ago were coming back, not for my ex-girlfriend. Oh my God. I got scared there for a second. (laughs) But for the Avengers in terms of how far we've come, how much we've invested. But this idea of like, we're seeing this on screen that I remember that night of the first Avengers being like, this is amazing. And it's like, I felt like I was a kid. I felt like I was 16 again, even though I wasn't 16 whenever I saw it. Yeah. Did you, uh, I don't know about you guys, if I invest a lot of time in TV shows and it ends, mm. I have a genuine sadness oh, that yes. I feel. Withdrawals. And I, the next day, we rewatched Everwood recently. And I love those characters so much. And after it was over... I had a sadness for days and I felt that the, the, the day after seeing this where inside I felt like I was missing friends yeah. that I would never see again. When we when we walked out, I especially felt that way for Cap mm. more than any other character. Now, Were you I, sad when Iron Man died, by the way? Because I didn't feel mm, anything. I, um, we'll get into that. Okay. I have a pretty brutal death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I just seems to have really suffered. <laughs> it seems almost unnecessary. Oh, yeah. Like, I kind of think he had it to... coming. It's literally all his fault. <laughs> well, like I, I, I said, I right was, there's only one way to, to fix everything. I was fine with it, and you knew his contract was over. You knew mm-hmm. he was never coming back. People talk about that. I feel like he could have. I feel like he could have retired and make it, he could be used in a different he way. He would come back. They don't want to pay him. Oh, no. oh, I don't so think they expensive. care. I don't think they uh, care. Like well, I think a lot of like, the new movie stars that they put in these movies are not being paid yeah. even close to that. Like, Oh, no. I, Evan's got like 350 or something for the first movie. Allison so Brie and Chadwick Boseman are not like... Allison Brie? You're talking about Brie Larson? Brie Larson. <laughs> yeah, she's, Allison Brie is one of the few community stars that was never appeared in this. And Joel Actually, McHale. There's a surprise. She made a cameo. And we did get a community cameo, we did, though. Yeah, two, two, two. Oh, yeah. You, you, you've had Nicole, Nicole Brown. Yeah, yeah, they knocked out two with this I one. There's still three that, that haven't done it. Kim Jong was in like Ant-Man 2 nope. or something. <laughs> yeah. just there. I was just like, oh, this Ant-Man 2 character that everybody <laughs> loves. I totally forgot, too, at the end of um, Infinity War, Tony dies. Or is on the verge of death. Yeah. yeah. And Doctor Strange does what he does. Mm-hmm. So Tony Stark really kind of sucks, I guess. I, you know, well, I, I, I was fine. With I, I, I love the bookend with that. And like I said, we'll, we'll get into that, but I'm saving that as a tease for later in the show. Drew, so that was, uh, do you have anything else for your loves? What you really um, like? We'll get into some, uh, with some of our uh, questions. I have some other things that I love. Okay. So mine, uh, the three that I have, we, we've gone over a lot, but I'll just keep it short. The wackiness of it all, in which they just went for it. Mm-hmm. Chubby Thor, Professor Hulk, 
Ant-Man and doing his time heist and coming up with this grand plan. I liked it. There are some things that worked better than others. Some things that I thought were fun. Um, I don't mind Chubby Thor. I thought it was a funny gag, but he basically turned into basically the beach bum. And he was <laughs> just, you know, drinking his life away. And the second thing. Ant-Man was a lot more fun than I was expecting. He played a much larger role. I knew that he'd play a large role, but I really like that. And Paul Rudd, just a gem. He's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He's an infinity stone. <laughs> I was going to say, is he one of the stones? <laughs> yes, he should be. And the greatest love of this is the wrap-up and the payoff. Mm. Hands down, the best part of this film. That's it. I think it. Yeah, I think it kind of um, doesn't exactly suffer from like the multiple ending syndrome that maybe like Return of the King does, or like a lot of these other franchise ending movies do. It definitely yeah. has multiple endings, but I feel like they all feel pretty like rewarded. I mean, that's three, yeah. right? Guardians, Cap, and yeah. the funeral. Uh, yeah. I think the Guardians ending is kind of my least favorite wrap Ooh. up of it all. Yeah, um, I like that one because of. The idea that that's the come. Yeah, I, I yeah, am excited to yeah check that out, but still, I not you know the other ones carried a little more emotional weight for sure. Me. So those are our thoughts on what we liked. Let's get into the dislikes. What we did not like, Dan. What do you have to say about that? Um, you know, I think really close to the beginning, after Tony Stark's been saved from space, he makes a quip. I don't love Tony Stark's quips. I'm kind of over them. Yeah. I feel like he should be. <laughs> well, you more don't have to worry about them at anymore. this point. <laughs> that he's not making them so much. I, you have. There's so many funny characters in the series that I don't think you need Tony Stark there. Like just quipping and mm -hmm. ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, which is, I'm also glad that Doctor Strange was not there for the majority of this oh, movie, yeah. so I didn't have to hear his Tony Stark like quips. Oh come on! Um, or I just didn't love <laughs> seeing them going back and forth in Infinity sure. War. But really, there's not a whole lot that I just liked about this movie. I was so surprised. I have some problems with other Marvel movies, but I, I think top to bottom, I really, really enjoyed this. There's yeah. not. A whole lot of takeaways that i had that i was like maybe i benefited from seeing this in the movie theater too whereas infinity war i like watched on my couch in two chunks mm. on netflix near a bathroom in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i i don't have a lot to say that i dislike about this really i shared my main one which is the way that they treat peter quill in the movie so you can fast forward this podcast by an hour <laughs> and go back and hear that there are some plotting uh problems not even necessarily plot holes but more just logistics of where characters are and that final battle kind of suffers from the same thing that the final battle in infinity war suffers from which is that i i wish it was like a starcraft map where i could back back up and see everything that was going on everywhere and like get a lay of the shots. land. Yeah. 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 So I didn't have any like sense of geography in that battle, but at the same time, the movie was more about, uh, that battle was more about the way the characters interacted in the space. And it was about the space yeah. itself. I'm sure that I could come up with more, but I think those are my major ones for right now. We'll probably talk. Are we going to talk about captain Marvel and her role in this movie? I yeah. like captain yes. Marvel a lot. But I don't mind this, this criticism that I'm about to say. I don't mind this, but they should have just called her and had her put the gauntlet on. She should have been the person oh, to wear yeah. it. She is so much more powerful than everyone else. I don't know if they, you can explain it away. You know, she was busy helping 
some other planet or something, and they do do that. But well, Black Widow was taken out, and she was the communicator among yeah, all of these. You know people. what? I'm wrong. <laughs> well, I, I, I was thinking about that too. I'm like, what if they just called her in? But the pager, we never. We're, we're never introduced well, to the pager again. We have to assume they contacted her in some capacity because she shows up when Thanos does. But also, yeah. that's another thing. Is Thanos and his, you know, uh, is it just him and Gamora? And yeah, it's just him and Gamora. Mm. Their ship flies through the time portal and it takes them 10 minutes to raise an army Yeah, in the future. They know where all of the Shatari are and how to call them and everything in the future. That was odd. I will say... Playing off of that, there are some intricate plot holes that they crap on Back to the Future 2 yeah. about. <laughs> I'm kind of upset with the Russo brothers for crapping on them when it plays out the way that it does in Endgame at time. I'm a, right. I'm a, I can look past that. I don't but for mind the most it. part. Yeah, I can look past it, but there are certain things. It's like, come on. There are certain things happening here that it just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, I do have more dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to think of I them. like that I, I, I kind of agree with you in the sense that they're sort of crapping on. <laughs> that's, not a phrase, that's not a phrase that I use. Not that it's inappropriate. <laughs> it's one that feels unnatural in my mouth. Yeah, crap feels unnatural in my mouth. Um, <laughs> so they are sort of making fun of the photograph disappearing, the people disappearing from the photograph and back to the future is that that's not the way that space works. You know, that's a great. That's a great plot mechanism that works for sure. that movie. But that raises that's the stakes fine. in those. It raises the stakes. It also explains how this particular universe's time streams are going to work with levity. They do it twice. They do it once in a funny way, and they do it again whenever the Sorcerer Supreme, played by Tilda Swinton, right. lays it out. She she literally shows, gives, she gives us an illustration of how the time lines will veer off. Mm. And I really like that. I like that. But then they they break their own rule yeah. later yeah. in the movie, which is troublesome. But also, I don't care about that because it works really well thematically. Yeah, I mean, the way that they introduce the time travel with like Tony Stark literally just being like, I did it. I wish they would have treated yeah. more of it like that. Like, don't worry about how uh -huh. we did this. Well, it, they, it just happened. They, yeah, they... He's like a, a Mobius strip, yeah, which is yeah. an homage to the cartoon artist, not cartoon, uh, you know, graphic novelist or I guess, yeah, cartoon artist Mobius who mm. does strips and people call them Mobius strips. <laughs> it was like a very, very blatant uh, bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> They're just hoping you you're really enjoying it. You're not going to overthink it. Yeah. Is what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. And for that's the fine. most part, uh, for the most part, I think I'm right there on board with everyone. I think from what I can tell, a lot of other fans are as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't even care. It doesn't have to make sense because yeah. it's, it's good. I don't I, love I how easily he got all those infinity stones out of the gauntlet. Like, we just saw Thanos pull one out of the yeah. gauntlet and it took a lot of his Thanos strength yeah. to do so. And Iron Man just like swipes them. Well, he knows the tech. I think that's part of it. Yes. Yes, it could you be explain a it away. pass off system yeah. that he, he also, created within the gauntlet. I don't even know if it's I that. just it's wish just... they had maybe set it up a little more. Yeah. Um, but I do love that he had already pre-planned pre on maybe sacrificing they, himself if it came down to that. Hadn't tried 
to just remove a stone from the gauntlet that hasn't happened. So maybe yeah, he just they kept like on had trying idea to pull it moment. off his yeah. dumb hand, and <laughs> that's like a whole huge fight sequence. And Spider Man had the uh, yeah, Spider Man had the gauntlet in his hands. He couldn't do it. So yeah, um, this movie sucks. Now. I hate it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to bring in Christopher Lloyd flying in and a DeLorean in that final battle scene. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I read a tweet today that says Sonic died in Endgame. <laughs> Sonic <laughs> dies in Endgame. Um, I don't have a lot of complaints either. I think some of the humor is always dodgy in these movies. Yes. And What's the worst? In this movie? Yeah. Do you think it's Professor Hulk? No. I was going to ask, like do we like Professor Hulk? I love Professor it. Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. It's so, it you know, seems so out of left field. I just love the risks that they take after that five with, year Yeah, job. I like that. And, and the thing with the fat Thor, I think it's great. I think this is the one time they can do that. And most of the fans are going to look the other way. And like, if they can pull it off, this is the moment. Because like, this is the middle ground. We didn't get a lot of Hulk really at all in Infinity War. Now people want that, but then what about Bruce Banner? So sure. I was okay with that, but that once again came off very comic booky in terms of what they have not done in the past. I was okay with that. Uh, Chubby Thor at times, even though I mentioned that, he I liked, but sometimes it went a little too much. I uh, like that they again, called him Lebowski, but I don't like <laughs> yeah. that he just straight up acted like yeah. the yeah. dude. And like uh, that was a funny reference one gag yeah. Uh, yeah he like doesn't do anything in this movie though the hulk i yeah that's I'm a good sure point. he does he There's, operates the time yeah machine. that's uh he doesn't get he and then they make a joke about him doing the hulk smash that's the stuff it's you like want to see it's like a yeah. the hulk do is operate well, I don't, you, you know my we've talked about this yes. off mic dan is i like these movies most when the characters are standing around talking yeah this you're in front of me for that when i first said it to you but i stand by it i'm surprised no, like how much it. i like this despite the fact that the majority of it is them sitting around and talking. Yeah. But it, it works. It's, these movies work so well whenever that happens because these people, these actors and actresses have such great chemistry, I feel like. They can do that and just have fun and go off the cuff. Like, they genuinely, based on the behind the scenes, have that. How often do you get this giant cast and they can do that? The DCEU. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes. And Suicide Squad. You know what comedy did not work for me is Captain America. Uh, at some point, there's a gag in this movie about America's ass like being it. Captain America. I thought it was funny. Oh, that. This is two movies, two Avengers movies ago. <laughs> he gets mad at Tony Stark for cursing. And then well, they've, seven years have passed or something since then. I guess. And now he's cool with gay people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cap- he's a man of the man of the world now, I guess. I don't know. It just the Captain America stuff doesn't seem like Cap to me. Every, May, the comedy isn't there comedy a payoff wise. for him cursing at the end of Ultron also doesn't he like come around in that movie and say a naughty word <laughs> yeah. I mean he I does remember. what's weird is he actually does throughout these movies say stuff oh, yeah and then for some reason that's that's a gag in Age of Ultron it's that's, cute I kind of like it that's why you're he, right it's th- that's the one reason why he's now worthy to wield the <laughs> Thor's hammer because that is he a ends big up, question yeah why was he not quite worthy back in Ultron, but he is worthy now? It was the fact that he wasn't able to get past the um, Tony Stark being respond the, the whole like riff between him and Tony, right? Uh-huh. That's what I assume. That's built up in Civil War. Yeah, that that would be my. That's guess. why he's not worthy. That why would that matter? That it's almost a little bit of this ego, maybe that he's Cap has no ego. That's the only thing that I can really maybe is just of. a combination of they really needed him at that moment. And somehow the um, his, the the hammer knew that. Yeah, 
It was just a plot convenience. (laughs) One of the many. I I loved it. That's when when I can buy. That's when I can buy because, you know, so much has transpired since then. He has made choices that have defined, further defined him as a character and as a person, and maybe he did become worthy. I mean, he did, like because now he can lift the well. The hammer, other, so he did. The, I think you know you can break it down in terms of all right. So we see him sitting there consoling others about moving on, and he lost Peggy. He can't move on from that for a while, you know. But it's this idea of him dealing with so many different things on a level that some of the other characters maybe haven't. Obviously, Thor can't. Hulk is still wrestling with his demons. We can we can go down the list. But for Captain, I think for the most part, out of all of them, he's like, you know what? We're going to try to make the best of it because he's been optimistic. Like Black Widow said that in terms of you don't come in here with your sunshine because, you know, things could be worse. Things can't be worse. But he's always trying to see it to that regard. Maybe he's progressed to this degree that none of these other characters have. I eventually want to get to why I think Captain America can now lift the hammer. Okay, so whenever he goes into the chamber and becomes Captain America from being Steve Rogers, he they do the experiment on him and becomes buff. He is a kid. He has that enthusiastic, borderline jingoistic attitude. And he's brave and he's positive and he's optimistic. Um, as he gets older... That optimism is challenged mostly by Tony Stark and the people in Tony Stark's contingency that think there needs need to be a safety net around the world and uh, to favor that over people's rights. Okay, now in this movie, uh, is this the first time that Captain admits that he sees he understands that argument? Okay, so he, he there's a moment whenever they go to. Uh, Captain Captain America, Natasha, and Hulk go to Tony's house post-snap to try to convince him to go along with the time heist. And Tony lays out the reasons why he doesn't want to do this. It's done. I want to keep this family that I have now. And Captain America, as they're walking away, Natasha and Hulk are saying, oh, what can we do to convince him? Is he scared? Is he this or that? And Cap says he's not wrong. Like Cap understands what Tony's going through. Sure. He has empathy for it and he... He's come to, um, he still believes that what they want to do is right, but his optimism is, it's now a choice. You know, he's seeing the other sides of the argument, taking them to account rather than just defaulting thoughtlessly to that optimistic outlook. And I wonder if that has something to do with him being able to pick up the hammer. Perhaps it could be, perhaps I'm putting way too much thought into it. Now that relationship, I think, you know, culminates in this movie. Obviously, it has to because one of them becomes an old man, and one of them dies, and I think the old man dies on that park bench. <laughs> yeah, you're I think that's right. what we're led to believe is that he kind of closes Can his you eyes and play just dies there. The Chris Staples song "Park Bench" that opens with <laughs> "One Man One Man Dies on a Park Bench." Yeah, well, I mean, that, I think that's <laughs> what they brought that in for. right here. <laughs> so there's a part later whenever they've blown it and Loki has taken the tesseract that they were trying to steal. They had that idea to go back in time, so. Tony turns to Cap and he says, you trust me, but there's no question mark at the end. He's making a statement to Captain America. He's saying, you trust me. And Captain America replies, I do. And I think that is the end of their story right at that Uh, moment. The end of the arc between Tony and uh, Steve Rogers. It has basically been going since they met their different approaches to uh, being a hero or being a guardian of the earth or however you want to phrase it. 
I think that's it. I think that's when it's when it's done. That's the moment. Yeah. That makes me sad. That there's it's an, done. That it's over. There's so another, no more conflict. There's another great thing Tony says before that, whenever he comes to the people, he, he changes his mind, decided he's going to be part of the time heist. He says, uh, resentment is corrosive and I hate it. It's like he's come to this realization also. I don't know. It's great. They That's, ch- they've changed. I, I mean, I, I definitely think that plays into for sure that reason of why he's now worthy. I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think they just thought it would be cool if he could do it. Look, yeah. I'm trying to justify it. You're right. It's a great moment, but I also think it kind of makes They're sense. like, we need I a think, cool moment. What will people lose? I think lose the one is And it, it was teased in Ultron where they're all, it's the after party scene. They're all just sitting around trying to lift Thor's hammer and then Cap, not, he's able to make it budge and Thor's worried. But at that point, he's still the guy that has trouble saying naughty words. Sure. And he's still kind of living like he lived before. So he's, you think it's the moment he says that this is America's ass. <laughs> yes, that he becomes that's right. Picking up uh-huh. there's a, so that's if you right. look in the background, there's a lightning flash. <laughs> I think everybody should have been able to pick it up. I think he should have been like tossing around a rocket. <laughs> I think <laughs> one, of most, now. one of the most satisfying moments in that scene uh, is when Cap picks it up and Thor says, I knew it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was he was freaked out in Age of Ultron. Now he doesn't care. Uh-huh. Well, it's like he's whatever changes happened, he's perceived he's it. He's okay with that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um this movie rules. Round, rounding out the dislikes, <laughs> I just have to say that some of these things just felt a little <laughs> clunky. The dislikes. And that's it. That's, <laughs> that's talking it. about what's awesome. That, that, that's all I have to say. Wait, what'd you say? Uh, a few of these things felt clunky, like the time heist, the time travel, uh, intricacies, Profes- um, plot Professor holes. Hulk. Honestly, he was okay. I, I just couldn't get. I like. I it. was so shocked by that. I'd say okay. I, he wasn't like. At times, I thought he was fun and funny. Other times, I. You know, even these things that I disliked, I'm like, I. You know, I can overlook it. You I, know what I didn't like about uh, the time heist is they have two characters go to Morag. Hmm. We go back to Guardians of the Galaxy, and it just happens to be two characters that I don't care for. Yeah. Oh. So that yeah. makes that whole plot uninteresting until Chris <sighs> Pratt shows up. I thought the well, Nebula even, arc. And this Jeez movie was sucks, pretty great. Man, I can't stand her. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you don't enjoy it. I, I, it's a bummer. I liked it a lot. Andy is getting out of his chair. <laughs> she's the, uh, she's the worst part, the I think, in uh, volume two, Guardians. Huh. Andy's about to Hulk smash this. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, a very angry person. Uh, but like the uh, Hulk after he's the professor and forgets how yeah, to smash yeah, that, that's, that is how <laughs> I like it when I try to throw a fit. Yeah. So, so it, wait, what? In, it. in Infinity War... Bruce Banner's basically has erectile dysfunction and he cannot turn yeah. into the Hulk. And in this one, Hulk tile he's dysfunction. just nothing but boner party. <laughs> huh? So he's learned to control the boner. Yeah. He's on, he's on, uh, he's the con- sting tantric thing going on where he can just keep it going. He's, he's on a Viagra and Cialis. Yeah. <laughs> is that how many do you think he would have the tantric thing is that he just has a boner all the time? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> green. Yeah. He turns green. So, this is a great way to transition into, would that be your YouTube moment? The thing that years down the road, people will go to YouTube and search for a particular scene out of the entire Avengers Endgame. Would it be Hulk trying to relearn Hulk Smash? Dan no. Nah. <laughs> That's a good moment. Dan, 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 what would be your moment? It's the same thing I've been referencing the whole time. Just whenever Captain America walks in front of the... 
giant onslaught of incoming aliens. That's the kind of stuff I like to YouTube. I'll I'll watch the Matrix from the lobby scene on, or uh, the final fight in the Raid Two, or mm. in the MCU, the uh, final fight in Civil War. I think is still probably my favorite moment out of any of these <sighs> movies. You got to watch Ragnarok, dude. The, that that fist fight, like just captain america and bucky and uh, iron man all going at it in an enclosed space i really really love that moment uh, yeah so with this would rewatch it with this moment it's not just endgame it's the entire mcu correct the youtube are we only doing endgame i'd say just endgame but yeah. we could we could do we could also i think throw an mcu because i think that's interesting to see if that would end up making it in your top mcu moment would that? Would that? Do you think that would? I still make think it I like that uh, Civil War fight a little more, but just for the spectacle of this, I get like really emotional whenever I see like a band reform on stage uh-huh. and like a, in a YouTube video and just like seeing fans freak out over stuff. So I just that moment where they're all on the battlefield. Yeah. Whenever Doctor Strange starts opening up those portals and they start just piling out, chills. Like, that so, yeah, it really affected me. Even not loving some of these movies and not having seen over half of them. Sure. <laughs> so let's go end game, then MCU for oh. you two moment. Cap with the hammer. Oh, probably yeah, love it. There's yep. a moment when uh, Ant-Man punches a Chitari out of the air, which is really cool. He's giant. <laughs> I didn't even like process that the first time. Yeah. The second time I was like, Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> Maybe I was like, taking a sip of my shake or eat one of those bad cookies or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were. Spoiler alert. Spoiler oh, no, alert. I don't hear it. Food I don't want to hear it. Uh, also Cap saying Avenge. Avengers Assemble just to himself is a big oh, one. Yeah. MCU? Okay. I've already said it. Immigrant Song, the second Immigrant Song drop in th- Ragnarok is... I have that ranked 67. Endlessly rewatchable. You don't like it? I have a, It's 67 out of 100. And you have 100 YouTube moments? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we forgot to tell you guys. That. That's some dorky we kind of thing do, I would do. We should totally do that. <laughs> this is a 24-hour podcast, by the way. <laughs> uh, Endgame, I'm, I'm going to agree. The, the final battle, specifically, it's Cap standing in front of oh gosh oh whoa Hulk thousands smash. of bad guys yeah. and he's, he's willing to do it and then he hears the falcon that's the best overall the mcu no no other greater moment for me is when cap awakens in modern day he mm. knows something's wrong and he runs out Fantastic. into a very busy Times square that is my favorite ultimate moment of this entire mcu and then he says he misses he missed his date. That kills I, I me every single time. I miss my old Pegasus. <laughs> <laughs> it's best. crazy how much they've changed Chris that character. Chris Evans walk in <laughs> to the room. I agree with the final battle scene for Endgame being the YouTube moment, specifically with the Avengers Assemble. So good. That gave me goosebumps. Um, for the entire... You know what? I'm just going to say for the entire MCU, that's going to be the same. Mm. I, I honestly think years, years later... If there's one scene I want to return to of all of this, it's going to be that. Yeah, it's a great. (laughs) 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 You were doing that in the theater. That was really upsetting people. (laughs) You would always start it whenever you thought a big fight was going to come on. (laughs) So this brings us to the point of overall grade. I I think I'd probably have to give it an A. I, th- I feel really happy a. for the people who uh, did watch all these movies. I think if I had not researched them pretty extensively, I maybe wouldn't have had the same feelings. I don't know if I agree that all of these movies or most of them are four stars and over. I, yeah. I, I just think that's a little too high a grade for as dumb as some of these are. Sure. 
Um, but you know, I think it's also maybe a curved grade for what type of movies they are. Um, but yeah, I give this a straight up a, I was going into it expecting to have some of the same infinity war feelings that I had, but I did not as a teacher who, uh, gives grades for a living. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give an a, I'll give a B C here and there. Sometimes a D or an F. This is getting an F. Sometimes, no. <laughs> Sometimes, some have, have somebody re, have to retain somebody. Repeat a grade. Oh no! I'm graduating the Avengers again. Game <laughs> straight A's. I got issues with it, but you know what? It fulfilled its potential. Yeah. It, so, yeah. A. So so fantastic. So if this if Avengers Endgame was one of your students, would you say what would be the the moniker, the uh, superlative that you would attach to Avengers Endgame in terms of like the most successful or least likely to be spanked by <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nope. Nope. That's a great question. I wish I had a joke locked and ready for that. Nothing. I just I, I did not prepare that. I just thought with you talking about being a teacher. Yeah. I would say you, you got some issues with plotting. But you've got you've got a lot of potential, and uh, you know, I don't know what I would say. It's, I the, can't well, do the, this. the one with the most potential, <laughs> most likely to make a billion dollars. No, well, <laughs> if you're a teacher, you can't just flat out say you're awesome at this. That's sure. not part of the job. I don't you think saying that it has potential the, is right, though, because it clearly has already, already. Well, that's kind of far down further. That's I'm. It's like a joke only for teachers <laughs> because you don't ever say you're perfect at this. You don't need to improve. As like a you teacher, highlight you the things that are good. But no. Bit. Yeah. It's called the compliment sandwich, buddy. <laughs> you learned that from uh, <laughs> the, the pickup artist <laughs> to yeah. neck these kids. <laughs> That's when I walked into my job interview. It's like, what, what are your philosophies about teaching? I just picked up a picked out a copy of the <laughs> pickup artist and slapped his ear and the secret. <laughs> 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 so drew what is your overall letter grade slapping it with an a Woo! you know this is interesting i'm going with an a minus mm. but it does everything it's, it's yeah, set yeah. Out to and do. That, that's what like i've been it's not perfect but it's I, i've been going back and forth close. like should i just give it an a it's just a straight a, a we need you to give it an a I would be okay with that. I honestly would. Will you lock but, it in right now, please? Sure. Why not? Yes. That way it's for <laughs> straight A's. For, for straight A's all around. I'm I'm okay with that. Man, I did have one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, nope. Look, <laughs> we we did have a question. I guess that we've thrown out because this is we we are we may we are at the point where we are longer than some MCU movies. I but. don't care. <laughs> We're longer than Ant Man so and the Wasp right now. Let's talk about tears, guys. You guys ring me on for the guy cry movies. Last time was for Creed and Rocky. Okay. No, I. I cried in Creed. No, Creed. I did too. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying that you bring me on for oh, those for movies. for these type of things. I yeah. Think, yeah. Uh, well, I cried twice and, and was emotional in one scene. Yeah. So this there's an aspect of this that we didn't talk about, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, because it is an like, important moment, okay? So this moment made me cry both. I, when I say cry, I welled up. Like, this wasn't streaming tears like I <laughs> do during Rocky. <laughs> um, the same moment during... Same moment both times I saw the movie... And it's one of those moments where the logistics don't make any sense and it doesn't matter. It's during the final battle when Captain Marvel has to fly the second gauntlet through the quantum portal and all the other female Avengers appear to back her up. Um, I don't care that it's a coincidence that all the women happen to be right there. I don't care that Captain Marvel doesn't need their help. It's beside the point anyway, because people can support each other even when that support isn't needed. Uh, It feels nice when people have your back, right? Am I wrong about this? I don't know. Um, I'm like Batman. I like to go solo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. No, I feel like it was a uh, a bit of 
woke washing. It is. Just to be like, uh, I, I, I had an eye rolling from. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. Look, this was involuntary. You know, like when I welled up and I'm trying to convey to you and to whoever's listening why it hit me that way. It's like, it hit me hard both times because I bring a lot of baggage to it. Um, maybe it's because I work with kids, but like for the last 30 years, kids growing up only really saw male superheroes. <laughs> That's pretty much all of us talking right now. And I think about the girls and the boys in my classes, like these eight, nine, 10 year olds that are growing up now and seeing all these awesome and diverse female characters yeah. on screen and he's seeing them all together in one place. Not really like I'm feeling it right now. It gets to me. Like I grew up watching these heroes looked a lot like me and it's only the last few years. So the people who don't look exactly like me get to see themselves represented on screen also. And it's for the little white boys watching too. I really think that seeing stuff like that will prevent those little white boys from becoming like the gross and entitled, you know, people that uh, like the unfortunate contingent of trolls who often ruin discourse about movies like this one. So yeah, I think the stuff, I think about this stuff a lot. I think it's really important to have moments like that in movies, even if it requires a little bit of uh, questionable plot logistics. I, I don't know. Uh, that, 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 that is the moment in the movie that got me more than anything else. And I think it's really important that it's there. I thought that was, that was really cool. Watch yeah. them not I, do anything with it though. Yeah. To maybe move forward. Well, you, you I, described it as woke washing, you know, progress is slow and they have made progress. Like it sure. started as a, just it, the first Avengers were four men sure. and now it's much wider and you know, it takes time. I, I just feel like it's a little like, look, look at what we've accomplished here. At, that's here at, okay. At Disney, us, us Russo brothers. I think that's all right. <laughs> Uh, I think that's okay. No, I, I was fine with it. It didn't like, I wasn't like, <laughs> um, but you know, it, it just, yeah. I understand my pe- people, people also being put it, up by it. They're, they're doing the checklist, I, which I don't like, but I, I like I it, but I don't that. like it. You know what I mean? I yeah. thought it was a very cool moment in a compounding series of really cool action packed. Yeah. So it really didn't. I, I think I'm playing devil's advocate here. A sure. little bit More than. And like I said, I'm bringing a lot to it and I'm just giving context for why that was my cry moment. But anyway, yeah, we okay. already rated it. So <laughs> what next? <laughs> now we have questions. Unfortunately, 1010 is unable to make it with us because we had to sacrifice something that we love <laughs> to make it to this moment. And bring back all those who we love. So Tintin, unfortunately, <laughs> was sacrificed. We tried to bring him back, but it just did not happen. We're talking about the Peter Jackson, uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. <laughs> we uh, didn't kill that little very man, no. good <laughs> start to a whole franchise. Tintin so, is a tin cup. Yeah, Tintin oh, is. That we pull questions out of uh, every once in a while. <laughs> Sorry, I assumed everybody knew who he was. Yeah, Tintin is our mascot, and. You know, Drew and I, we were standing atop a mountain overlooking <laughs> what could be in the future. We're hanging out with the Red Skull. Hanging out. And cool we dude. Des- we, we decided, you know, to be able to reach this moment in podcast history, we had to throw him off the edge. Oh, he, like, tried to grab I, you guys to get you off the edge. Question. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got uh, several questions here in which we'll start off specific to Endgame. We'll start out with this. And Dan, you're up first. Which in-game character is the most memorable? Captain America. <laughs> I think we've said enough about <laughs> yeah, the, the good moments that he has in this movie. I, I, I think I enjoyed him the most. Yeah, uh, he's great. I think Fat Thor is pretty memorable. He's funny. I, I would say, hmm, 
I always perk up when Peter Quill's on screen. Yeah. He's not in it a lot. I, I remember him hmm. being mistreated by the movie. It's very memorable. Yeah, you, you love, <laughs> uh, I'll say Cap, too. I mean, I could pick a thousand people. Okay. Yeah. I'll one. say I'll say Ant Man. I loved him. Hands oh, yeah. down. He was a great presence in this. Going off of that, which in game character appearance surprised you the most? Oh my god, gotta be Red Skull. <laughs> 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 um, you know, even though I had already seen in like the pre production a picture of Gwyneth Paltrow in the Iron Man suit, I had completely forgot about it. And as much as I like don't care about pepper pots whenever she showed up in that blue suit i was like oh that's super cool yeah uh i, I really enjoyed that moment and korg korg, korg was cool korg I I playing korg and his little friend oh, yeah. the store's drinking buddies it's pretty fun to see three different marvel directors acting in the movie too it's fun taika anthony russo and john favreau yeah. oh i forgot about the favs there's a couple other cameos that were surprised too but maybe we can talk about those after you guys do yours sure. scott disick uh, <laughs> mine was uh <laughs> Mine was the uh, Tilda. So yeah. I had no yeah. idea she was going to be in it. Yeah. And Robert Redford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of cool, just very tiny ones. So like this that. is Robert Redford's final movie. Ooh, by yeah. the way, not Old Man and the Gun. Fingers it was crossed. Shot, Old Man and the Gun was shot after. <laughs> but do we count that? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, release. yeah, I was going to say whenever <laughs> release it's released. Wise. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about that. He'll be back. My biggest surprise has to be Natalie Portman. Yeah. That's Did that. she talk at all, by the way? No. No, no. I, no lines. But they I made a very big deal of her not being there. I strongly suspect that that was footage from the Dark World shoot. Uh, I, I or too. some other shoot. But I don't think she, she was at the up. premiere. Was she? I think mm-hmm. I think oh. she shot something. Wow, I'm That's, wrong, yeah. And she had no desire to ever do another one. Understandably so. Yeah. This director she'd fought for got, got fired, fired from yeah. And then she Dark went to World. do Wonder Woman. So Who did she yeah. fight for? Patty Jenkins. Oh, okay. PJ. All right, so good thing they fixed all that. Which endgame <laughs> which endgame character was the biggest bust for you? Um, hated that Nick Fury didn't get one speaking line, even yeah. though he's been like at the precipice of this. He was literally like the post credit sequence in the very first movie. Mm-hmm. I think he should have shown up on the battlefield in that final fight, even though he's an old man and would have surely been. He dies within seven seconds. Um, but we know he'll be back. Yeah, I, I I just think he should have gotten some sort of like, hey, I'm Nick Fury and I'm the I I'm here too, guys. What if he lifts his eye patch and he has like a laser eye? Yeah, yeah. I was hoping for that. <laughs> this movie has fifty characters. Something like that. Not enough. And there was one of them we've barely talked about. That's post time jump Hawkeye. Oh, he's I think so it's the good. biggest bust. I think it's the biggest bust. What? Oh, okay. Wow. You don't like okay. Samurai Hawkeye? Just give me a second. <laughs> you know what? If we went back to most memorable, I'd, that's Hang who on. I was talking about. Ooh, there, saying there, he there, might are, be. there are nice moments, but his family gets snapped. He basically becomes the Punisher. One I mean, of the best he, scenes of the whole movie. He straight up becomes the Punisher. The very beginning. Uh, uh, Why does he change his name, by the way? <laughs> To Ronan. I don't know. And there's What's already the a, Ronan and there is a Ronan I don't get in the that. universe. We're told several times by other characters that Clint has lost his mind with grief and now devotes his life to killing criminals. You but know, he's killing like, bad guys. Yeah, Who sure. Cares? Like the Punisher. <laughs> I'm saying, great, sure, that's a great arc. I like it. I mean, you know, it is the Punisher, but... Once he rejoins the team, none of that's present in Renner's performance. Yeah. Um, he doesn't seem at all like a broken man. He's just the same stone-faced Hawkeye, now with a weird haircut he's and sleeve got tattoos. A, he's got sleeves, though. Yeah. A one sleeve. Imagine if there had been like a full-length Hawkeye movie that took place during the snap interim. Uh, his scenes and his decisions would have had so much more weight. Instead, we get one 
It's a pretty mediocre fight scene. Before Natasha quickly reels him back in. And even though he's like a psychotic murderer right now, and they've talked <laughs> about it several times, everyone welcomes him back with open yeah. arms and everything's fine. Uh, his later scenes with like Natasha lost. are really good. They need good, everybody though. back. Yeah. But that, I guess that I, first scene is so good, though. Like the first no, scene of this movie compared to the first scene of Infinity War. Oh, man. Like, the emotional weight of that first scene. It's oh, my great. God. It's, it's so really good. great, but I don't feel like. It does pay off at the end whenever he goes sure. back to his family, but it doesn't pay off in terms of him becoming, you know, losing his mind, and becoming a psychotic no, you're totally murderer. Right. It's yeah. just not he there should, in the He should have been crazier that, that, You know, if, if it works for you, that's great. I just didn't particularly think it did. Do you like his haircut? I don't mind his haircut. Fine with Would it. you ever I mean, do that? You look at my hair. I went to the, <laughs> I went to Hudson Hawk and said, "Can you do that thing you do for literally everyone that walks in?" You mean and, Hudson Hawkeye? <laughs> uh, yes, give me the Hudson Hawkeye. What what are we on right now? Which in game character is was the biggest bust for you? Oh, Captain Marvel. She sucks. <laughs> so this just, we introduce her and she doesn't do anything. So congratulations. Yeah, we just get her for like two minutes. And, and her all. hair looks fake. I can't. Now you were you brought this up before that they were going to ship Thor and Captain Marvel. We never get that outside of yeah, they Thor do saying, I, I like her. Not yeah. a whole lot of shipping in this at all, no. which I was surprised about. They and do okay with, with uh, Steve and Tony, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, by the end of it, one I think where, they might have hooked up. Uh, I mean, sexuality exists in this movie, yeah. unlike many of the other ones, you know. They haven't done it much besides Banner and Natasha. And yeah. Natasha, I don't think. And, well, I guess Steve and Peggy, but... Well, Pepper and, yeah, well, it's unraveling. Gamora and Quill. I was okay with that. I was okay. No shipping going on. My biggest bust, not an Avenger, Thanos. (laughs) Oh. Because if you think about it, there is so much buildup in Infinity War, and he was so powerful in this almighty Thanos. Don't get me wrong. I like that in the first 10 to 15 minutes, he's gone. He's decapitated. I like that, though. I love that. Don't get me wrong. I love that. But whenever he comes back from the time jump, he just seemed like I love his I mean, double sword too. I yeah, think no, that, that was a cool, cool way to like yeah. bump his character up a little. You know, bit. I think his arc was done. Yeah, you know, sure. the Infinity War. Infinity War. It's his, his movie. He had a conclusion. Yeah, yeah, and that 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 I'm I'm totally okay with. But it was uh, definitely, and maybe going back and rewatching it, it's not like I had a problem. But of of all the characters, just I was surprised by that. So that's why I sure. say he was uh, a boss. I get so that. good too. Oh, yeah. So, which Endgame character did the creators take the biggest risk on? I, di- I didn't really know how to answer this one. I think maybe Tony with, you know, giving Kill him a child and then killing him in what I cannot stress enough was a pretty brutal way. Yeah, the yeah. Whole, seemed like it hurt. side of his body was burned. <laughs> he, just, um, he, he dies and his eyes are wide open too. Yeah, he never even, he really, he doesn't even he get like to like say anything and be like, uh, I love you 3000 until yeah. you know, later. <laughs> he just like dies. Um, are you, has anybody adopted that phrase yet? Love you. Andre 3000 oh, 3, is going to be wrapping that, yeah. it a bunch. Yeah. Um, has he really? No. (laughs) (laughs) One more bust. Sorry, but I don't even know if this counts as a bust. I was really expecting to see a gray or red Hulk. I thought after snapping his fingers with the infinity gauntlet, he was going to like, yeah, his arm, like it was just turns out he was getting all burned up. Like I thought he would be red. We haven't seen the long term effects. We haven't seen the long term effects. Maybe he will, you know, because Thanos had just done it that or a couple days before. So I really, really expected that, but 
Yeah, that that's. My I think Hulk process. was the biggest risk it doing the full motion capture yeah. Hulk banner blend, which totally worked for me. I, I didn't even think about it like uh, critically until afterwards. Like, oh yeah, did the you like that, that he wore I didn't glasses? think about it? Yeah, fine. I like that he cleans his glasses at one point. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think he could have had more action. The Hulk. I still don't think we got to see much. the Hulk like really beat up anything like I would like to see. But, yeah, you know. I wonder if he's not coming back because his arc's now finished, you know? I, I'm trying I, to reconcile yeah. the two sides of his personality. I could see that. I'm going to say Thor. That's, I mean, that Making him yeah. the chunky monkey is really risky. And you didn't like that, right? Uh, I admire it and I like it. Um, I, I have expected him to get hit by a lightning bolt and become ripped again. Yeah. <laughs> like his braided beard. I was kind of hoping that would happen, really. I like that they totally committed to it. Yeah, that's the, that's the best thing is they never go back on it. It's not like skinny Tony who suddenly gains a lot of weight <laughs> in about twenty hours. When when was Tony skinny? Oh, in the opening, he's he's gone. He's, yeah, he hasn't eaten bones. in two weeks. He was like Steve Rogers oh, pre serum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love that at the beginning where they're like, "Oh, Tony Stark's gonna die in the first fifteen minutes." Like, imagine, okay, guys, come on, imagine <laughs> if they'd have done that. Let's uh, let's be real. How insane would that have been, though? Um, my biggest <laughs> would have been awful. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest uh, um. Uh, for the largest risk has to be Professor Hulk because that could have turned out awful with the CGI and I thought it looked pretty decent. I liked him having a shirt. I liked the visual gags, especially next to Ant-Man and him being able to say the things that he did. And he Uh, dabbed. Come on, guys. (laughs) Five years. Kids are still dabbing. (laughs) Uh, Take a fidget spinner, too. (laughs) Thor was a pretty close uh, uh, second for me as well because that's kind of risky, but I thought the Thor bits at times worked out a little better than the Hulk. Uh, but I like them both for what they were. All right. So next question. Favorite in-game Avenger? Um, I Probably still Captain America. I really just, I enjoyed all of his fight sequences, the hammer thing. I, I thought he was great in this. You know, I didn't really have a favorite. And that's part of what makes the movie... So great, I think. It didn't matter who was on screen. I was happy to be seeing them. Yeah. During the 45 minutes when the core characters split up into four groups for the time highest, at no point was I wishing to get back to a different group. It's like during the War Machine and Nebula quest, unlike Drew, uh, (laughs) I didn't feel like I... I wasn't like excited to get back to see what was happening in the New York timeline. I was happy where we were. Like On Asgard, I was cool. I didn't need to go see Vormir or whatever. The pacing was excellent. The time was split between the characters in increments just about equal to my... I felt like that was a problem with Infinity War that this did not have. That's a disagreement that we have. I feel like they do a really good job with that in Infinity War too, but they definitely do a great job in this movie with that. If I had to pick one as my favorite, it's got to be Captain America. It's always Captain America. I mean, I love Rocket Raccoon, but he's very tertiary in this movie. I don't think he works as well unless he's with the Guardians too. Yeah, he needs them. He needs needs that. He can Um, be a little bit meaner in those movies too. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, screw off, Cap. <laughs> you narc. You narc. I'll say Cap. I'll say Ant-Man. Overlap with mm. most uh, uh, memorable. I just I had so much fun with sure. Ant-Man. A newer Avenger, if I had to go with the original Avengers, I would have to say Cap as yeah. well. So we also have what... Turned out to be your best snapped character you were happy, happiest to see again. I, I don't know. They all show up for like such a short time at the end. I definitely enjoyed seeing Spider-Man do his thing. I liked seeing uh, 
Black Panther come back. I, I, I'm with Andy. I wish they would have given Star-Lord a little more to do. Yeah. I was excited for him to come back and maybe have a little heavier emotional part with Gamora. But, you know. I, you know well, he got kicked in the balls. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I, uh, I, I'm going to go with the Guardians because we have to pick someone for this answer. But, I mean, we knew they were all coming back. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really that big of a deal to me. I don't know. I love seeing Spider-Man reunite with Tony. Yeah, that was great. I cried. You're right. That moment was really... That's a good payoff. Fantastic. So yours is Spidey? Oh, yeah. Just because of that moment. Shuri from Black Panther. Mm. Black Panther's sister. I love seeing Letitia Wright any any, any second. Although she did not say anything, I had a silent whoop that (laughs) I let out in the theater. But I do have to say, it ultimately has to go to Doctor Strange because Uh he was the one who helped with the reveal of everyone, bringing everyone into the final battle, the significance of pulling that off was because of Doctor Strange. I liked so his one line, say. too, whenever he said, if I told you, then it wouldn't mm-hmm. have come yeah. true. Yeah. Because he's telling that to Tony Stark, who will end up dying. Right. Surely Captain Strange. Captain Strange. <laughs> That's my name in high school. <laughs> Is that a promotion? <laughs> yes. From Doctor Strange, I guess. That, that's going to be a crossover film. He's like Brad Bradshaw. <laughs> that's, I think he's one more. Disney Plus is doing that. Oh. So, Captain uh, Weird. <laughs> Drew, you mentioned this about making you cry. This brings me to the penultimate question. Did Endgame make you cry? And if so, when? I already blew my answer. Uh, did not full on cry, but was definitely pretty touched whenever that final sequence. Well, I don't need to say it again. I'll say it again. I, I cried when he dances <laughs> yeah. with Peggy. I yeah. cried with uh, Peter and Tony reuniting and didn't cry, but I got emotional when Cap hears Falcon Falcon's voice. Yeah. Pretty weird that they were dancing to the entertainer, though, and doing like such an upbeat jig at the end. He like spun her over. They were actually dancing to the immigrant song. What you don't see is in the background as they're dancing is Peggy's husband. And he's just forced to watch her dance with Steve. Cuck. So, Andy, did you have a, a scene other than what you mentioned earlier? No, not really. That was the only okay. one that really made me tear up. The one the one that I will say... What about the end credits, though, when they're signing their name? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, oh. That was so uh, good. I you turned to Dan. I was like, signatures. we can forge all their checks now. <laughs> yeah. Chris Evans was just like, dun dun, dun line. So, here's my theory. That was definitely just Robert Downey Jr.'s suggestion like he wanted to have his signature and then they were like all right well i guess we get the other five avengers to <laughs> sign i too. kind of like the whole concept that was cool. showing them projected yeah it's so cool uh, in the background it's like these are movies and <laughs> i think it's a cool idea and they did it really badly and they, use- they always have <laughs> such highly produced in credit sequence and this yeah. one was just so weird with like the music I and i i enjoyed it but i think they should have had like the superhero signatures not like right the actors yeah and, but it's paying respect to those people that have devoted their lives. To it's uh, the signatures they put on the contracts that are now up. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah. they should have put Edward Norton and Liv Tyler's names in there. Uh, and but, Tim Blake Nelson. But how many people... Tim Roth. Yeah, how many people will put a paper against their tv screen and try to copy that <laughs> yeah. signature on a poster and like yeah <laughs> rdj signed this <laughs> i so one one thing that has not been mentioned yeah i actually got a little emotional with the the tony line whenever he's like and i am 
Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, because yes. yeah, that the, was cool. The final line of the first film that starts this universe, yeah. it well, in a sense, is also the final line we get with Iron Man and that moment of realization of wow, like this is the ending not only of this character, but of this little, you know, chunk of time we've spent with the MCU. That I actually got emotional on. And it kind of carried over to his death. Mm-hmm. Dan, you were mentioning about how brutal it was. And I, I mean, it was kind of sad to see that is like the end because we started with Iron Man. But it was uh, th- the thing that got me was his line, his final line. Yeah, that was a very good one. Yeah. Final question. I hope you're ready. <laughs> Better bod. <laughs> Better bod. Moondog and the Beach Bum, or Thor and Avengers Endgame. And the only one at this table who has not seen Beach Bum is you, Dan, but you've seen him from the trailers. I've seen the trailers, and I don't know if you're going to love my answer. Um, I am as fat or fatter than (laughs) Fat Thor, so I'm not trying to body shame Thor or anything. Actually... The big problem with him is his ratty hair, which he oh. still has throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Jonathan Van Ness could have made okay. Thor back into a supermodel. In the final battle, he's all braided up. Yeah, it took yes. some time exactly. to braid up before the fight. No, that was the lightning was strike. Lightning. It, it, it oh. instantly yep. braided up whenever oh, okay. the lightning struck, which was cool. But I'm just like, yeah, he's just, I, I, I think his oh gosh. slovenliness has more to do with it than his beer belly, the which last- is probably what. <laughs> Asgardians would actually look like. <laughs> I put this in my handwritten notes, but the last thing that Thor's mother ever says to him is, you should eat a salad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah, good, I, Mom. You know, I was down with the whole bit. It's funny. He's normally skinny, and now he's not skinny, and ha ha yeah. ha and such, and we have gay characters, but fat people are still gross. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's what they, no, they shamed him. I don't think they are either, but... It's seeded pretty yeah, early. Because he still did everything he's ever done before. I, I like, it's like that doesn't matter anymore. They seed that happening pretty early because at the beginning, before they've gone to visit Thanos, he's drinking a beer and eating a <laughs> basket of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Someday it's, we'll it's have great. a fat superhero. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and not yeah. just Michael Chiklis. Representation's important. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what they do with Guardians Three. Yeah. Is he back to Thor that we know? I could see them having the cold open being with Thor. A Rocky montage? Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Thor's present for like the the cold open. You know how they had the big uh, group Mm -hmm. dance sequence. They could have a big fight, including Thor, and then send him off and then go off on their own story. Yeah, I seriously doubt that he'll be that featured in the movie, seeing as James Gunn has already like written a script. Yeah. That they're they're gonna drop him off at whatever Taika Waititi wants to do next. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Drop him off there and then go off on whatever Guardians (laughs) adventure. Moondog. I really (laughs) I'm gonna go with Moondog. I mean I I, I love love Moondog. Moondog. Uh, you know, I'll say Moondog. I was thinking about that mainly because he just is chugging PBRs uh-huh. nonstop and he doesn't care. But what's so weird is that it looks like McConaughey in that, though. He's got like these sh- the this broad shoulder and uh, like upper body strength. And then he's got a beer belly from just drinking PBRs all <laughs> yeah. the time. I love that. It's great. I mean... Thor was big. he was doing he was drinking better beer than PBR though if you yeah. look I noticed that the second time I watched it the pile of kegs he's like has variety 
And then whatever the answer is to the question, what kind of beer is what gets him to go on the mission? Because they mm. say, we have beer. Oh, yeah. This is what kind. And then it cuts to him being there. So whatever answer was satisfactory, probably like a nice uh, heavy stout, I would think. I could. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Dan, Andy. Thanks for joining us. What Absolutely. a pleasure this yeah, has yeah. been. This was really fun. All we, I've wanted to do this weekend is talk about this movie. And we now have surpassed the time of Avengers Endgame on this podcast <laughs> episode. I'm just glad that people ha- now have some place to listen to four white dudes talk about <laughs> Marvel <laughs> movies for three hours. <laughs> We're at two hours and ten minutes. We're just oh, okay. Oh, two ten. We're still under Black well, Panther. Guys, yeah, guys, we actually had to extend this by 52 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you, 52 we, minutes. You know what? We probably could do it if Absolutely, we didn't have another yeah. episode of another show to record. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. It was, it was a pleasure having uh, you guys on. Yeah, thank you for... Yeah, and and talking about food as well a little bit. Yeah, a few things we want to mention before ending this episode. We want to say for all those out there listening, don't forget Quality Check has a contest. Dan and Andy, did you know that all it takes is to follow Quality Check Pod on Twitter, and once we get two hundred followers, we're going to randomly draw out of ten ten if we can ever get them back a name for someone to get a Fandango gift card nice, to go to the movies. Nice. Yeah. We'll be canceled by the point. I was going to say, so you know what? Get to two hundred. I'm going <laughs> to throw in um, a free pass to AMC. Also, oh, I'm never going back. So you're when tossing that into the pot. Expire because if yeah, it expires within the next seven years. We're not going to get this. We may expire before it does. I'm going to throw in $250. So you heard it. $250 cash. Follow them. So we're going to have to pay for that when the money doesn't I follow Quality Check on Twitter, and I'd say 50% of my Twitter interactions are with Quality Check, Andrew and Daniel. Dan. Like you said, Sometimes it feels like we're the only ones on Twitter. Yeah. Right? Twitter's a hard game. We it deleted sucks. the Spring Food Twitter like a month into the podcast. Really? Because you go to Instagram and like people follow us yeah. on Instagram yeah. and Facebook. And <laughs> we had like seven followers on Twitter. I was like, well, there's no point in keeping this open. So we I'm might ju- need I'm to, trying to get back into Twitter. Yeah. We might need to go that avenue. Yeah. Well, so no joke. With this crossover, we posted two photos the night that we saw this where we were all leaning down, almost like we're <laughs> worshiping all of the uh, Avengers who have passed in the snap. Yeah. Uh, so that's us more or less worshiping or or honoring them. That was honoring. one post, but then we... <laughs> yeah, I'm not worshiping... Uh, <laughs> worshiping the ashes Drax of fictional yeah, actually, characters. Oh, well, oh, Drax. <laughs> Why not Drax? And the other post was our food that we got to prepare for the Spring Food Mo podcast mm-hmm. episode. And we got significant, like a lot of people interacting about food. People love talking about yeah, food yeah. on Instagram. And so, you know who I, doesn't like talking about food? Drax. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> you heard from us about following us on Twitter. Also, Instagram. We're on Instagram. Quality Check Podcast is our handle. And if you want to hear these guys on our show, uh, our episodes post at midnight Tuesday morning. So 12 a.m. Tuesday morning, they'll be on our show talking about the food at the Alamo Draft House, the back lot at the Alamo Draft House. No joke. My mom does not listen to Daniel and I. And I said, (laughs) we're going to be on a food podcast. And she goes, oh, food. Give me a link to that. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. 
moms love our show. It's we, we have a huge, yeah. not huge, like huge, but like, like a lot of moms listen. Like that's awesome. are we talking yeah. like milfs or I don't know, women? man. We're both very happily coupled up. I am I'm too. But I say I, that all of the moms <laughs> that listen to our show are milfs. <laughs> Does that include? Bye, bye, mom. <laughs> so we're so, going to be doing a live show on Saturday, by the way, at Arts Fest pagination. We've never done it before, so if you want to come see. What it looks like uh, when a Chitari ship crashes down <laughs> into the ground. A, what does a live show entail? Yeah. We're just going to do one of our episodes <laughs> live. And I guess we, we are going to take we don't, questions from the audience. We might. Yeah, we'll see how who get, how, how badly we need more time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, what are you guys talking about next week? Usually we don't announce in advance. We let people guess based on the pictures. But this time we are going to. We're doing Mexican Beep. Villa. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mexican Villa. <laughs> Do you have a porta potty nearby? Because you're gonna. Ha- oh, you'll have already done that. Eaten there. Yeah. Joke ruined. I <laughs> Actually, what you guys should do. I, I, are, are you going to have like sample platters and you'll eat oh, throughout the live show? No, but we bit? should. In the future, <laughs> oh, we have some live That's show so plans crazy. for the future where we want to review the place where we're doing the show. Oh, yeah. So we might do something like that. But yeah, I think we're just going to do one of our regular episodes yeah. as a plan right now. That's awesome. We're going to post the bio segment on Thursday on our feed in advance so people can listen. So we don't have to do that because that's yeah. when... That's a part that's kind of hard to replicate live. That's when I normally look at my phone while we're <laughs> recording. Well, they're about to find out. There's like a seven-minute Alamo Draft House <laughs> bio segment. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, your bios are great. Thanks, man. So you're, that's basically what you have coming up next. How are you guys still here, by the way? Because you keep passing away what on What are you talking yours. about? Oh, I thought you guys died on the last episode <laughs> and then the one before that, but maybe I must be thinking about something else. So where can... All of our listeners find you guys as well. Springfoodmo.com or that XYZ. <laughs> we want them both. Yep. It's like the name of the city yeah. Springfield, but with food instead of field. Really, the best way to interact <laughs> with us is probably springfoodpod.instagram.com or just type springfood, comma, MO into your pod catcher app. And you've got a Facebook page. A lot of sexy yeah. pictures of food. We take mm-hmm. a lot of your Instagram. These <laughs> food pics were, we took yeah, some they were good. They were so oh, good. really? Yeah, I'm Those so <laughs> bad at taking these pictures. We, it's usually you should have a bad Andy. camera. Like, that's your yes, issue. Yeah. I mean, if you had a decent camera, they'd look better. Yeah, I, my girlfriend is, will uh, take pictures for me sometimes. I have a fancy iPhone camera. Yeah. Well, see, Drew and I, we were talking about while we were waiting on our food, we were taking pics and we're like, we feel so underqualified right now. So we're going to try to blow this out of the water. Yeah, you don't want to. You guys used the uh, red camera that like they used on (laughs) Shay. Yeah. We we kind of, they were a little concerned why we brought in a jib and (laughs) a crane. And I do think the the server wondered because they would hand us something and we were like keeping track of how long it took for food to get there. Oh my gosh. Snapping pics. And I, I think that that's why we had the service that there's, we did. There's been a few times when the people who run the restaurants know who. I, have you had it where they know who you are? The guy from no, Druffs? No, man. not really. I mean, unless I'm going to Scully's yeah. again. It's happened a couple <laughs> times. They've they've known that's why we were why we were there. Just known that known that's why I was there. I keep a little lower internet profile, so I think <laughs> sure, that, yeah. first, I just don't think I get recognized. My as internet much as my you internet do. profile is like, look at me. <laughs> now, Where's have Dan's you just making jokes? Have you ever called anyone out online on like Facebook or Twitter or something like it was so bad? Uh, yeah, this, we've we've told that yeah. story on the podcast. Yeah, on multiple yeah. times. Yeah, okay. the New York style pizzeria now closed. We we talked about it. I think on our yeah, Christmas episode. So, well, I wanted to try them for the longest time, and I never got around to it because I was I would drive by it. I have to drive by them 
every time I go from home to work and I don't know the story behind it. Out. <laughs> yeah, Why? I got thrown out. Um, it's a long story. Okay. So go, yeah, go tell me what to that There was a misunderstanding and I didn't fight. Like I was very quiet and amiable like I am on here and the guy just got very irate. Is that so, full story on one of, of your podcasts? Yeah, episodes? yeah, yeah. It's on okay. our, I believe it's on our Christmas episode, right? I didn't get thrown out. I had the food. Yes, it's on our like Food uh, Mail's Festival of Food yes, Mail. Yeah. We did an all uh, Q&A towards Christmas. It, yeah, it's a good episode if you like hearing us it's, just talk about it's us. It's kind of a good way into the show. Like yeah. if you want to just get to know who we are, because I feel like that is why a lot of people listen. <laughs> I did have so. the food, and let me say it was horrible. <laughs> it <laughs> so was very bad. bad. All right. We really need to get to recording that other episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, film fans, thank you for joining us as always. As well as Dan and Andy, you guys were a blast to have on. Don't forget that you can rate us and subscribe so that you know when a new episode of Quality Check Podcast drops into your podcast player. See you next time, film fans. Yeah! Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.